So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Crank it. Back to your car. <laughs> I don't know, like, touch a flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the Moped Money Podcast episode. Who knows? Because I'm really bad at uh, remembering. A lot. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Um, we're here doing the thing again. Shout out to everyone who made it to uh, Chicago this weekend for the Hot and Ready's retirement rally. Like, it looked really good. The internet pictures look sick. The videos I saw look cool. Good turnout. Like... Nothing like those big city rallies where you see, like, you know, a huge swarm of mopeds and, like, giant skyscrapers in the background. It's always, like, makes for uh, awesome pictures. So I'm like, damn, dude, missed it. But, you know, I stayed home. I had a lot of family in town, and we did the, uh, the, the little one's first birthday, and everything went smooth. I got to watch him cover his face in cake and, you know, run around because he's starting to walk so that's kind of fun so he's like walking and falling and getting in the stuff so yeah that that's that's life uh fuck i was like what am i doing i look over and there's this green light and i'm like dude that is not that's not supposed to be green when you're recording it's supposed to be red (laughs) (laughs) it's okay the other the other things recording you gotta have backups guys uh you ever decide to do a podcast uh Make sure you got a backup of some sort, because <laughs> I've I've definitely made that mistake before. But yeah, uh, what's up, man? Um, I got a guest on already. I've never met you in real life. I've only spoke to you on the internet. You know, mopeds, the internet, like that sounds pretty par for the course here. You know, uh, it is a strange <laughs> world. So uh, Noah, why don't you tell everyone who you are and where you're from? No, my parents told me I should never talk to strangers on the internet. I know, dude. I saw, dude. I saw some crazy like meme or something the other day. It was like, you know, it was like it had years. It was like, okay, uh, like don't talk to strangers. And then it was like, then it fast forward a couple years and it was like, don't get in the car with strangers. And it fast forward a couple, like it's like don't talk to strangers. And it was like the internet. You're like chat rooms talking to strangers. And it's like, oh, don't like get in car with strangers. Don't ride with strangers. And like. Then it like fast forwards and it's like Uber and it's like oh let's talk to someone on the internet and get in their car all at the same time like <laughs> yeah exactly breaking all the rules I know dude like, like <laughs> how, how are we this gullible and trusting like we could all be kidnapped tomorrow <laughs> we're all kidnapped by the U.S. government anyways yeah just pl- I just play, I just play dumb dude like I know some people you that have are to like, I know some people that are like super into it like they say they're not into it. Like they like they don't play the game of like po- politics and caring, but like when you really look, they care a lot. And you know, unfortunately, like, we're all playing the game. Yeah, it's like I I care I care to an extent, you know. Like like I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's, it's ignorance is bliss, you know. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like let's go I, with that. I, I like that. Like if I just put my blinders on and I worry about my own life and my own problems, like I tend to feel a lot better about things. <laughs> <laughs> keeping your inner circle that's that's the way to do it man i just cracked a new coal one for you boys i'm i'm trying out the uh 
the liquid death melon and it's a uh, first sip pretty tasty you know i'm like i gotta i gotta i gotta cut back the caffeine dude i come in here and we do this podcast and thomas is like oh i couldn't do it anymore i'm getting too drunk drinking pbrs all night and i'm like yeah well i'm getting too addicted to coca-cola like drinking cokes all night I could go for one of those right now. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's my first time trying Liquid Death like at all. So I'm like, you know, if I if maybe if I say it enough, they'll like sponsor the podcast. Be like, hey, here's some free, <laughs> free water, and be like, yeah, all the moped rallies need free water because we're all drinking too much other stuff. I'm like, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it is good. Not enough people drink water. That's yeah, all I drink. Yeah, it's tasty. I like it. Um, yeah, it's good. I tried to do like the gallon thing for a while, you know, I was like, oh, I'll drink a whole gallon a day. And it's super hard, like trying to drink a whole gallon of water a day. It like when you aren't used to it, it's difficult, dude. You find yourself peeing a lot. It was like, it yeah, took, it took me a good couple of months before I was like not having to pee like every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I drink at least probably more than a gallon of water a day, but I am also constantly pissing. <laughs> so there you go. Hand in hand, trade off, you know. <laughs> You feel good, but you piss a lot, and it's and it's like and it's pristine too. It's like well, it's sterile. You probably drink it. You know, it's coming out clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I'm <laughs> you like would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, let's try it again. Uh, who, tell everyone who you are and where you're from. Oh, it's okay. Hello, that's what we do. <laughs> Hello, uh, I am Pyramid Whale, aka Noah. And uh, I am from beautiful Providence, Rhode Island. Actually, I'm from Boston, but I moved here three years ago. So this is where I'm at now. Nice. Yeah. The great, Good shit. The great Northeast. <laughs> yeah, the beautiful Northeast. And uh, Rhode Island's a weird, weird place. I like it. Yeah, I've been it, to Rhode Island like twice, but it's been like at least 10 years or long. I always tell people it's, it's like just tacky enough for me. It's like not New Hampshire tacky, but it's like <laughs> combo. It's like combo Connecticut, Boston tacky. And it's perfect. It's like the other Delaware. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like you just, you just kind of like pass through it. And you're like, Oh wait, that was Rhode Island. Yeah. You hit miss, those S curves, baby. I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Hit those S curves. You forgot to get your hot dog. Yeah, like I like I said, I've been I've been on the road on it twice, and I think like I think both times it might have been like combined. It might have been a total of like I don't know, fifteen hours. You know, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> not well, enough time to like remember anything. <laughs> it could be enough time, honestly. Uh, <laughs> there is it, some good riding around here. I'll say that you got to go out of the city though. You, I mean, but you go any you know in any direction from Providence. Uh, if you go five, 10, 15 minutes, you're out in the sticks and that's yeah. where the riding's at around here, man. That's where we go and have fun out there. I mean, I really like that. Like Richmond's kind of like that, which is convenient because like you can get best, the best of both worlds. You can ride like in a city, like in your town, get some stuff like the stoplight. And then like, if you want to stretch your legs, you just like drive a little bit further in one direction and like, Oh, look, there's nothing out here. Yeah. That's where you want to go. Right? I'll I'll go to work sometimes. I'll moped to work like pretty frequently, and I'm I almost get dead every time. Like people are crazy, man. They they got the worst drivers around here. It's like just wild. So what uh what what got you into this weird uh life of mopeds, dude? Had had you find find out about mopeds? Because it's oh, I still think it's it? awkward every time someone's just like, dude, like. 
what do you ride? I'm like, yeah, mopeds. And they're like, well, now that I've wow. been asked this question, now I've been asked this question more than once. So I kind of, I kind of remember the answer. <laughs> I I was a kid. Like I was, um, I don't know, 15 or 16. And one of my buddies got, it wasn't a moped, but it was a tiny motorcycle. And I mean, I grew up kind of with cars and bikes and stuff, but I didn't really know about mopeds. Um, and then I just happened to be on Craigslist and I found, I think the first one was a Honda Express, one of those little tiny ones that doesn't go fast yeah. and it was all fucked up and, um, uh, uh, I got it going and, uh, it's kind of been the spiral happened right after that. I mean, I, I met up with shortly after that, I met Dave Seeley, um, who sold me something really cool. It was a Colt four and I wish I still had that. And we've, Dave and I have talked about that a lot where we both wish I still had it because <laughs> yeah. that thing was sick. I've only, it was seen, mint. I've only seen one other cult like ever like in my, like in real life. <laughs> yeah. It was variated and everything. And I just didn't know any better cause I was a kid and I just, but that was the thing is like, I would, I would buy them. They would break. I would fix them. I would sell them. I would get new ones. I mean, there was a point, you know, like in my early teens when I probably had, I mean, this was back I'm 32. Oh, I had to think about that. Uh, I'm 32. So this was, you know, quite a while ago. I mean, back when Craigslist was hot, um, you know, you could get, I was getting poop maxis and all sorts of weird, like gorillas and bad and stuff. And, uh, buying them broken for like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. Yeah. You know how it was. And, uh, yeah, I mean, long story short, that's that's pretty much it. I just I I fell in love with them once I figured out what they were. <laughs> How'd you learn how to work on them? Or is it just like trial and error, trying to figure it out on your own? Uh, a lot of trial and error, but I mean, I had a mechanical background. Um, my dad, you know, worked on cars a lot and uh, other other mechanical stuff. So I'm yeah. a mechanic now, actually. Oh hell yeah! So yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, it was like he didn't really teach me anything about two strokes cause he didn't know shit about it. Yeah. I mean, he knew about other things and, uh, but I just, you know, broke stuff and fixed it and I broke a lot more shit than I fixed though. I can tell you that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wish like I saved every like uh broken part I ever had. Cause <laughs> I've broken a lot of moped stuff over the years. The wall of shame. Yeah, Everybody my, should have it. My wall of shame like has like a good stack of pistons on it. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had every single one. I'm like, I say it all the time. I'm like, oh. dude, I want to make like an epoxy table, like workbench out of all my like broken parts. And That'd be like, sick. <laughs> it'd be like, yeah, this would be like the coolest workbench ever. It's like, yeah, like underneath this bike is all my failures. <laughs> Oh, dude. I mean, failures are what what make it special, though. Yeah, exactly, dude. Hell yeah. I know your your dad probably had like that proud like dad moment, like, oh, my son's turning a wrench on his own. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel I don't like know I'd, if he did. I, I don't know. I feel like I I feel like I would get that feeling. Like, I remember like being young and like my dad like you know showing me how to like change the oil and stuff. Like, he yeah, hold hold the light, and then I got like <laughs> then I got like you know I got like I got like uh, I got a raise to like you know passing him the wrench and i was like yeah i got to touch the tool this time you know like i always felt good about it yeah and then, and then give like, me the nine millimeter kit <laughs> yeah and then i was like dude i'm like working like i started working on stuff on my own and he's and like you know he never said anything but like when you know when i grew up got a little older he's like hi son like i'm i'll give you my toolbox like when you get a place of your own and you move out somewhere and i was like that'd be so sick 
That is sick. Yeah. I actually still use the toolbox my dad got me when I was a kid. Nice. I yeah. still have it. It's the, very sentimental. Yeah, same here. The one the toolbox I have, like I and I see like I see like the nice pretty toolboxes when I'm at Lowe's and stuff. I'm like, damn, like this <laughs> this awesome, nice toolbox is only four hundred dollars and then you can get the extended section for like another couple hundred bucks. I'm like, damn, you could have a nice toolbox, but at the same time I'm like my toolbox is the one my dad had, like at Philip Morris, for like thirty years. So I'm like, yeah, it's got like all these memories. It's got pictures on the top of it, from, like under plexiglass, from like when me and my sisters and stuff were little. And I'm like, damn, I can't like, I can't get another toolbox. Like, what do you mean? That's what I'm talking about. That's special. You want to lug around that eighty pound toolbox with just one handle on it? It's like half broken. <laughs> You want that? Yeah, I got, I, got, I got that one drawer that I have to open the drawer below it to open <laughs> to open the other drawer. I'm like uh, that, fuck, that one drawer is missing a handle. I'm like, god damn. <laughs> so I actually I had to move um, from like four or five months ago. I had to move to a new apartment, and I do not have a garage anymore. Damn. And it's been like the most difficult several months for me. I built that entire bike I'm building right now. Um, the 103 that I'm working on, I literally built that underneath a fucking shanty tarp <laughs> thing. The entire thing. And I like, painted it, and like every single thing was done basically outside. Like, yeah. <laughs> it sucked. Like but I mean, it's like, that's how much I like mopeds. Put like, it that way. <laughs> the worst is like reverting, because like, I feel like the older you get, the better space you get. Like, I remember my first moped, and it was like, cool. Like, I worked on it on a sidewalk in front of my apartment. And then, like, oh, yeah. you know, I, 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 I upgraded to like, to like a parking lot, you know. Oh, this place has a parking lot. I don't got to do it on a sidewalk. I had like a, a parking lot with my own street lamp, you know. And then I was like, I finally <laughs> got into like a building with people, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is where it's at inside. <laughs> I wish that was something like that around here. There's uh, there's not enough. Um, there's definitely not really a club per se around here, so it's kind of tough. You know, it's like a lot of solo stuff. Yeah, solo guys, solo gals. You gotta like drag them all together. Like, listen, boys, like group ride. Here's the day. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. It's it's happened before. It's fun, you know. But it's like, I mean, it kind of ends up just fizzling out each yeah. time. Which you know, it's not bad. We still all ride together. Mm -hmm. We see each other at rallies around here. But that's about it. I don't mind. I mean, I've been doing it pretty much by myself for forever. So yeah. I'm trying it to is think, what it is. I think metal pony. Were metal ponies Rhode Island or was that? I have no idea because I, I haven't been here that long. Yeah, they were up east somewhere. I can't remember off the top of my head. Not but, sure. Mm. So you're good. I do hang. What? No, no, you're good. What's up? No, I was going to say, I do uh, hang out with the, some of the Boston people uh, here and there, but not so much wrenching yet. Yeah. How far is Boston from where you're at? Oh, Boston from Providence, uh, without traffic, like 45 minutes. That's not bad. So I get up there, you know, here and there. Yeah. But, you know, there's, like I said, there's people around here. I mean, we all go ride together. Yeah. So uh, what kind of got you, like, you know, elevated you to, like, the next level of mopeds? You're, like, you know, you had them, you're fixing them, you're selling them, you're buying new ones. Like, when did you start, like, upgrading and doing, like, faster stuff? Because now, like, you got a couple bikes that are just, like, ridiculous. But, like, kind of. Like, oh, yeah. You know, what got you into, like, the, the tuning side of it? Dude, that was pretty recent. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, I only even, I think I only really started building a crazy variated bike like last year, to be totally honest with you. Like that was the Hobbit. Um, I, I don't know even how to 
Well, so during college, it kind of fizzled out for a little bit. Like I had mopeds and I rode them mm-hmm. and I did work on them, but it wasn't because I was doing other shit. So yeah. it kind of was like on the back burner. And then I started working after school and, uh, in the past three years, it's just pretty much like taken over my life completely. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I have an entire storage unit, like a huge storage unit that's just mopeds and moped parts and like, like random bikes and just like it's just become everything i care about and i don't even really know why <laughs> it, it just like came back in full force it was just like you love mopeds you know you do and uh just, just embrace me <laughs> yeah you know i i think i think what it was was last year i rode um at the rally in maine i rode a fully stock honda hobbit and i didn't even know that you could I, it was someone else's i didn't even know about all this cool aftermarket stuff that you could do. I mean, I had no fucking idea. I was like, Oh, this seems like something I could do something fun with. So I started looking into it and I was like, damn, you can, you could do some pretty crazy shit with this. So I was like, what's the craziest thing? (laughs) What's the most wild thing I can do? Like, how can I push it the farthest? And, uh, so yeah, pretty much started there in terms of like really going crazy and ham with like, tuning and doing stuff and i mean like Damn. for mopeds i feel like i mean like i had i've worked on motorcycles and i've done other stuff like that but for mopeds it's like you know you can go 150 on a motorcycle but you can go 70 on a moped and it's like a whole different high that you get from that yeah like 50 on a moped like feels a thousand times better than like 80 on a motorcycle on a highway like 80 on a yeah. motorcycle on a highway you feel nothing there's no feedback unless you're riding like a Harley or some bike that's like really you're strung out at 80. Like it's, it's, it's taking everything a little bike's got where you're feeling, that's the bike. What I'm talking but, about, but yeah. everything else it's like, cool. I got on the highway. I was doing 85. I didn't even notice it. Like I felt nothing. I'm moving the same speed as traffic. It's whatever. When you're on a moped, it's so light and nimble and like you're tossing around and things are sipping by you and any little motion you make, the whole bike moves. It's so small, you know, it's, like, yeah, it's a great I, feeling. Yeah. I, I'm, I've discovered that I am a major adrenaline junkie. So I feel like mopeds help me because they're just like so fucking sketchy. If, if you're doing that shit on them, dude, like I'll take my, I'll take my Hobbit on the highway and just like rip past and it's fucking, it's such a rush. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. It's so crazy too. Cause you, that you decided to go right off the deep end. Like, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, f- find out about like fixing bikes. You learn about Treatland, Open Army and stuff. And you're like, yeah, like I'm going to get a pipe or like they start super <laughs> small. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy this kit that I know nothing about. But you were just like, that was going, all stuff I did. Ham. <laughs> that, I, you know, I kitted stuff and did the pipe thing and like, uh, you know, like, oh, I'll get this 19 car. Like I did all that stuff when I was young. Okay. And so I, I had experience doing it and blowing things up and what not to do and what to do. So, uh, you know, I didn't go into it blind. Like, I, I mean, I, ha- I knew about tuning and stuff. I just had never really delved as deep as I, as I did recently. <laughs> how were your, like, like, how were your like, yeah. first experiences, like kidding bikes and like upgrading them? Oh, they all blew up. <laughs> I blew it all. I blew them all up, dude. Cause I just pushed and pushed and I was like, no, I can go. I'm like, I didn't know shit about timing or, or anything like that. And I mean, I would just like, I blew up kid after kid after kid. I remember like being 
I don't know, like being in my early twenties, like going to Pike. No, not Pike. What was it? Uh, there was another place in Boston um, that did mopeds. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. But I used to go there and I would like buy kit after kit and stuff. And these guys probably thought I was like out of my mind, <laughs> but I can't remember what it was called now. I can't it was next either. to Pike. Um, you got to pay to play. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. They're gone now anyways. But yeah, I mean, you know, so I would, you know, aerosol. <laughs> What's that? I'll just yeah. blow that up. Just blow up some aerosol today. <laughs> yeah, I remember if, like when we were first like really like, doing it as a bunch of us. We're just like, yep, yeah, like you just buy, you know you buy the cheapest kit you can find because you're like, I know I'm gonna break this, and like, <laughs> and then we buy the expensive kit and you break that one too. We're just like, ah, like you know, trying to. It takes a while to figure out all those little details, dude. Like, like sealing them properly and like, like oh, did I did I tighten it enough? Did I not? The, yeah. Did I use the right gasket? Why did I make it out of whatever I made it with before? Like RTV on the outside doesn't help. You know, like you're learning all this dumb stuff. Yeah. I think like my, I think probably my desire to like aggressively progress was based on my career path, which, you know, since I'm sort of like a professional, I'm an industrial mechanic. Mm-hmm. So I think once I started doing that, and getting back into mopeds, I had this like extreme desire to like do everything right. I was like, I want to, I want to do all this stuff right and learn. And, you know, I mean, it, it was like back, back in the day, it was just like, Oh, let's make this thing go fast. And that'll be sweet. Yeah. Now it's like, how do I not blow this up? You know, how do I, how do I make this somewhat reliable and fast and figure out what the warning signs are for, yeah. you know, when it's going to fail or, you know, something's going to happen and, you know, how do I, how do I know about that before it happens and we'll yeah. break more shit? I definitely feel like there's like that. There's like, there's like levels to getting into it. It's like, cool. You start just slapping some stuff together in the beginning and you're like, you know, you're reading, you're learning. But like, like I said, there was like years where like, I never once looked at a ring gap. I was like, what's a ring gap? I just put the bike, you know, the kit came with yeah. a piston and you put it in the bike. Like, what do you mean? Like, you yeah, know, if you're lucky, you put it in the right way. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> there was that. Then it's like, then like you progress. Like there's still stuff to this day that I know about. And I've been in mopeds long enough to like, Oh, you should check these things and know what these things are. But I, but I definitely don't. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what's, yeah. your, what's your port timing? How many people in mopeds right now have been doing it for a long ass time or like their bikes run just fine. They go to rallies, they have a blast, they ride with their friends and they couldn't tell you what their port timing was. And they, they couldn't yeah. tell you what their squish is. I'm like, yeah, I'm not That's checking. Probably my 90, 95% of people. Yeah. It's like, I'm not taking the time to check my squish, dude. I don't, I don't care that much. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I know it's out there. I know there's these like la- the last 10% of like, the moped like knowledge is like there readily available to be had. And I'm, and I'm not like interested in it currently. (laughs) Well, I think there's a big happy medium between having a lot of fun and riding and learning all the math and doing all of the sort of like more tedious things that surround building a machine, you know? Exactly. If we look at a moped as a machine, which isn't that much fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like that happy medium 40 mile an hour bike i get it like it's awesome but like yeah you ever once you know once you get into the the the, the addiction and the junkie habit you're like ah, i need i need a little more yeah that's the thing is like now that i've been doing these uh scooter kit bikes 
I can't go back. I just can't. <laughs> like I, I ride anything else. Any like someone will give me a bike to ride, and they're like, "Oh, try this out." Well, you know, tell me what you think, and I'll be like, "All right," and I hop on it, and I just will immediately just rip it into wide open, and like yeah, it's just yeah, like so they are uh, they're so slow to me. Like Ugh, that was it's it. like <laughs> it's like oh, I'm, and I'll come back and be like, "It's fun," you know, it is fun. I'm not going to say it's not fun, but mm-hmm. it's it's just not like it doesn't do it for me as much as it used to. That's why I sold my I kind of one of the reasons I sold my Cobra. It's like I wasn't riding it. And I loved my Cobra, but it was like I loved it because I because of the like the whole addiction of like collecting these rare bikes. I'm like, oh look, I got this cool bike, I got this cool bike. But then it's like it sat in the corner of my garage forever because it was like I didn't want to ride it. I was like, I'd yeah. ride it and I'd take it out and like you know get up the speed and I'd be like, oh like once you're going, like it, it's fine. You know, it was doing the things, had a pleating kit, like it was fast enough. But like then like the next day I'd ride my Hobbit and I'd be like, oh man, like. This is why I love mopeds. Like this thing makes me smile. Like yeah. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. Variated moped. Variated the Hobbit smile. Is, I know the yeah. Hobbit smile. <laughs> like variated <laughs> moped game is like wild. Like it. It's so much different than like a single speed bike. I don't know. There's some mopeds that just make you smile for sure. Like right, yes. out, the, right out the gates. You turn the throttle and it rips off the line. And you're like, whoa. I'm on a yeah. moped. I'm on a moped. I had a Cobra for ten years that I sold uh, this year. Nice. I gave it to one of my buddy's uh, brother, who is now my friend also. Hell yeah. And he he liked it a lot. And I'm happy he likes it. And I hope he keeps it for 10 years, too. Yeah. I mean, they're great bikes. They're cool. Like, for like a, I don't know, it's like a, a small kind of top tank feel. Like, I've had... It looks you know, fucking sick. They look cool. They're And they're awesome. And I love yeah. it. Like, it's weird. Richmond's had a lot of Cobras. There's been so many Cobras here. So, like, to me, it's like not... It's not the rare spike. Like it took me, it probably took me six years before I found one of my own. But yeah, <laughs> but it was like I've seen so many. Like I've, my my buddy Noah's probably had four of them personally, and like <laughs> so we've had yeah. a ton and through come through Richmond. We all love a good E50. Let's face it. Yeah, it's They're fun. Cool. Like I'll, I'm it, gonna build one more E50. Like I know it in back in my mind. Like I've talked about it forever. <laughs> like oh, I'm gonna build like a like a cross ped like Pook Maxi like dirt head that does you know 40 max I've, sw- I've sworn off e50s no more i got one more in me dude oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, like super situational bike you know like you don't take it on long rides it's just for like doing this one thing <laughs> yeah or even just as a you know like a cool it's just cool to have yeah uh, i do have one i have one pook still and it's a mint condition original maxi all original with even with the original pump it's and it's like you know it could be in a museum and it's got like the original keys and paperwork and shit and that just sits in the corner yeah nothing's ever gonna happen with it and it wasn't it didn't cost you a lot of money it can sit there and be like a cool piece that like you don't yeah you're not feeling bad because you have like two thousand dollars in it (laughs) right exactly (laughs) that's that's that's, neat i feel like dude i feel like that's another that's another thing that people don't like get like Okay, so we all buy these mopeds, and yeah, they're cheap, yada yada yada. Like, but the ones of us that have like thousands of dollars in the one bike, but we but we still have the problem where we want more bikes and do you know other projects, and then you turn around and you're like, ah, oh, dude, that's like three thousand dollars sitting in the corner that I, haven't, <laughs> that I haven't touched in six months. Like, I, I, I so it, know that feeling, dude. My gut, like it, like the feels in my stomach i'm just like oh dude like 
And you're like, and you also, you're like, man, all right, I got, I got $4,000 worth of bikes sitting there. And if I ever wanted to sell it, I got $2,000 worth of bikes sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) You're never getting it back out. Like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I'm one of those people, dude. I, I, I just, I spare no expense. I just, I see something, I I have no one to stop me except myself and I'm not good at it. So (laughs) I see the shit that I want and I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll get that and I'll get this and I'll get that thing. And then. Then you end up with a storage unit full of shit like yeah. me. I mean, <laughs> when you're when you're buying part, when like every part you buy costs more than than a moped, you're like, oh, ah, yeah, I, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. I'm trying to stop, <laughs> dude. So, so you you got your career going, and you're like, dude, I'm gonna build the end all perfect moped. I'm sparing yeah. no expense. I'm going to take the time and do it right. Like, how was that process for you? Oh, it's like, I don't even know. It's like, I live for it, man. Like I, I, I truly, truly live for it. Nothing gets me more excited than like when I get out of work, coming home or whatever. And even if I just do like an hour or two to do something really specific and like, you know, just, and like, I'll, honestly, while I'm at work, I'll daydream, daydream about like, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to do this thing that doesn't work? How am I going to make this thing work? that doesn't work. And, uh, I just come up with plans and, you know, I come up with ideas about what I want to do. And then I start doing prototyping and I'll make shit and it doesn't work. And, you know, oh, go to go buy another piece of uh, aluminum. Like, and then, you know, what's cool too, is I've met so many great people who will now, will message me who know me now. Cause like I was just a loner for so long. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really have any friends who were in the moped community. And, uh, now I got friends who will be like, you know, who have tried the shit that I'm doing and will say, Oh, like you might want to try this, that, and the other thing. And it's awesome, man. Yeah. Cause like I would just fail at so many different things if I didn't have all these great people being like, Oh, try this, try that, do there, this, you know, try this other thing. There's nothing like feedback. Like, for mopeds, I I, yeah. I did it by myself for a while, you know, in the beginning, and and it was it was hard. Like I'm like I literally everything I knew was from reading the internet, like <laughs> and, yeah, and watching videos. And it's like it can only take you so far. That's a that was been a big thing for me is not going on moped army, not reading, just doing and using common sense, and just being like, well, you know, is this actually going to work? Or is it just like a weird fantasy that I have that I want it to work, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, that's been like a big thing for me is like staying off of the internet instead of just using common sense, like as a mechanic being like, well, is it going to work? Yeah. You know, if it's going to work or not, just <laughs> are you, the, the question is, do you just want to make it? Do you just want to try it? Mm-hmm. You know, just to say you made it, but you know, and you're talking about buying a, buying a new piece of aluminum or your machinist too. Like you can make parts. I um I have limited well I can use a mill I have limited machining abilities um I I kind of do it wet trash style a lot of the time yeah where I'm like cutting things up and drilling holes it takes a lot longer I don't have you know like I said I'm pretty much working under a fucking tarp right now so yeah. it's like I don't have that stuff I mean I, at work yeah we've got bridge ports and we've got machines and I can do stuff, but you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, you can't just stay there and like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I get you. 
I definitely yeah. been like that's always been something I've been like super jealous of. Like when I watch like even like when I watch like Maze from like Cornped his little YouTube videos, and I'm like oh you just watch someone just like bust out the lathe and make you know the perfect like wheel spacer. Yeah. It's like uh the times I needed a perfect wheel spacer, and you're just I like know. you know you're like trying to piece it together with nuts and washers and bullshit. Yep. And you're like damn it, dude, like. This could be so easy if I just had this one tool and a little bit of like exactly, <laughs> exactly. I know. I mean, it's it's. I I would say I would say I have access to everything now. I can get things made that I need to get made, and that's been a big thing for me recently. Has been not hacking shit and just being like, all right, how do I make this like pretty good? If I can't do it a hundred percent correctly, like. How do I take the time to measure it, make it as good as humanly possible with what I have? Yeah. You know, I'm like, who do I know at the machine shop that can make this? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Like, listen, bud, here's, here's the measurements. I, it'll take you five minutes. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Laser cut this for me. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So you're like working on this Hobbit and you're, you're taking the time to do all this stuff. How was, tell me about like the build processes, like, you know, all the different like roadblocks you ran into. With the Hobbit? With yeah. the stage six? Yeah. Let's start with that. Um, say that again? Let's, let's, let's start with that one. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I built the first one last season um, and it was more or less trial and error with pretty much everything I've. I went, let's see, I went on treats and, uh, I think I actually built a DR Hobbit first. Yeah, I did. It was a DR Hobbit. And, uh, and I took the DR kit off and I ported it to the fucking moon. And that was pretty sweet. I could actually, I think I actually got 60, like 63 or something with a uh, ported DR. It wasn't, and I actually, I liquid cooled that too with one of those treat land heads. Okay. Um, cause I was getting way too hot, way, yeah. way, way too hot. Definitely a outside of DR kits, the heat. Yeah, I I am not. I, I think I'm not a fan of cast iron cylinders, just in general. Unless you're going to liquid cool. Super indestructible. They, they take a beating. <laughs> that's, yep. that's a cool thing about them. <laughs> that that is true. That is true. It's just that that heat. I don't know. It just like freaks me out. I'm pretty heavy, so anything that when I'm anything that gets to be too hot, I'm pretty leery about. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so yeah, it started sort of like. Oh, how can I build sort of like a budget Hobbit? That's pretty cool. Like, and it was just a more. It started as more of like, um, you know, what what looks to me like it's going to be the most fun, you know? Yeah. And then I see the that glimmering uh, stage six cylinder, and I'm like, oh, that looks really sick. So <laughs> what that's all about. And so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to buy that. And uh, I got two of those, and I because I figured I'd blow one up. Dude, how's that? And, uh, how is that feeling of like just like pulling the trigger? Because I I've definitely looked at it before. Like I remember when they first came out, I was like, "Damn, dude, what?" And I put it in the cart, and you're looking at it, and like it sits there for a couple of days. You go back, you look at it, you're like, six hundred dollars. Like I said, I spare no expense with the mopeds. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta spend I gotta spend 150 bucks on groceries. Oh, I gotta spend. $1,200 on mopeds. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so I'm spending $25 on groceries now. We're going to eat ramen for the next yeah. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. 
I love uh, I love spending money on mopeds. It's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I like it more than anything else. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Like it's like it's 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 like both. You know, like when you buy it, you're like ah, and then when they you're show looking, up, you're like yeah, and then they sit yeah. there in the box for a while, and you're like ah, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I know, man. They do sit in the box for a little bit. This you take it out and look at it here and there. I'm pretty quick with my shit though. Like I build stuff really fast. Nice. I, I'm I'm like when I start something, I I'll pretty much have I'll make sure that I get everything that I need initially in all at the same time. Yeah. So, you're so and then I'll focus. just stay up for two days, like finishing it or like doing it. You know. I mean that's efficient, um, and then you also you're not you're not losing parts and looking for parts and trying to figure out what you what you missed, what you didn't yeah. order. Like you, and you have it all watch, and you get the same, and you get like the discount, and you're not like paying extra shipping for ordering things at like ten times. Yeah, yeah, and then um, that's the other thing I'll do too is like while I'm in this process of doing building a bike, I'll often be like, oh, I missed this, and I'll keep a list, mm-hmm. and then when I get close to finishing, I, I'll put in another order, whether it's with Dose or Treeland. Yeah. Um, I've been using both of them a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, I. I Treatland has more stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out that you kind of just ask Dose and say, "Hey, you got this thing? I need this thing," and they usually have the thing. Yeah, they got a um, stash, and they can find some stuff too that, like, you know, they hooked weird, me weird up import big shit. time. They've hooked me up so much with some of my import stuff. Like, I mean, really weird stuff that you can't get, and if you could get it, it's from overseas and it costs a fortune. Yeah. I mean, just weird, weird, weird parts for weird bikes. They have all that stuff, which is really sick. Nice. So you order, um, so you order the two kits and for the yeah. Holiday. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, stage six, uh, I put it. To, I roughly put it together with no crank, and you know, I put the put the case together and I built it up. And I was like, all right, well, these are the issues I'm going to run into. So let's just assess assess that now and deal with that now and you know it's like it was a matter of kind of figuring out all the stuff that needs to get kind of like shaved down or cut i mean dude to be honest with you it's very easy um treatment with that spacer um i mean hobbit putting the you know the crank in those those uh cases is very easy um and you know it's really kind of plug and play there's a couple little things that will snag you up if you don't kind of do them initially, like you kind of, there's some shaving you got to do and, uh, you have to make sure you're using the right base gasket. Um, otherwise you're going to, you're going to smack your piston, which is very bad. Yeah. Um, but all in all easy to do. I I think it's easy to do the the hard, the harder part is the tuning and, you know, knowing how, knowing how those high RPMs are going to affect the bike and making sure that everything is kind of, buttoned down a little bit more than a typical moped yeah when you were uh like buying the parts where you did you get like the best bearings they had like or the most expensive bearings were you going for the best seals and all the all the other stuff uh it's so i've found it's not always about what's the most expensive but sometimes it's kind of if you do a little bit of research and find out you know what bearings are going to take the heat and what bearings are going to take the rpms for the longest amount of time because i mean when you're doing that to one of those uh, cases with those bearings, it's going to fail eventually. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have to change them way sooner than you would with, with other kits. 
Um, it's just way too aggressive. Like those bearings are way too small. It's not like the Fox where those bearings are massive. And I don't know if you've had to take yours apart yet, but Fox bearings are just like, yeah, they're huge. Uh, they're, they're massive. Like it does. It's, I mean, it's sweet. It's great for us. If we want to make them crazy. But I mean, it's like, you see that and you're like, damn, I wish they did that in the Hobbit because then you wouldn't have the issues that you have. Um, so you start daydreaming about machining the cases to, to, yeah, to, to, yeah. to, to take larger. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Don't even get me started. That's a whole thing I've, I've been going through now with like working on French bikes, which I'm seeing all the potential and possibilities and all the weird stuff I can do. And I, it's like become a whole new thing. <laughs> like it's almost put the Hobbit on the back burner now with the one Oh three. And I'm just kind of like, Holy shit. Like there's so much shit I can do. So many things, new things I can try with the one Oh three. It's yeah. very exciting. Deep, but I, deep, I love my Hobbit though. <laughs> I love my Hobbit though. I do. It's, it's insane. It's really fast and it's really fun. And yeah. I'm still, I'm still always doing things to make it better. What was like the uh, the the full setup on it? Did you go like same stock? Did you go like stock frame and all that stuff, or did you upgrade that? The first one I did was a, a completely stock frame. Um, I did not know about moving the motor mounts back yet when I did it. Um, I didn't have a welder yet, so I wasn't able. I wouldn't have been able to do it if I wanted to. And then when I found out about that, it was a great reason to buy a welder. <laughs> Um, but it was pretty much a stock bike with 2.25 wheels. <laughs> and, uh, I think the first time I built it was with a TJT variator, um, a cranks pipe, the smaller of the two that he makes for the stage six, mm-hmm. um, radiator. I don't remember what the radiator I used on the first one. Oh, I had a Polini radiator, like a skinny one that sat on the side i had these like super aggressive uh <laughs> i had like three foot long hoses going up to it, it was so silly <laughs> uh but it was i mean it worked yeah. it definitely stayed cool um the first the first time i did it i tried a mechanical pump mm-hmm. um and then i switched to dc uh i changed my hpi to dc and I ran an electric pump, but the battery kept dying because I had too small of a battery and because I was trying to run lights and the pump at the same time, and it just wouldn't do it. Yeah. And then um, Sam Brady said, hey, just try thermosiphoning. And I was like, I don't know. It sounds sketchy. What if it gets too hot? Because that's what I do. Yeah. And I did it, and it was perfect. And now I do that on all my bikes. Sick. So thermosiphoning is the way to go. How did you feel about, the, about your radiator? Like, I remember the first... I did the Malossi water cooled kit back in the day, and I like had like a little tiny like Polini snake like radiator, and just wasn't enough. Like I was like, ah, like this this isn't cooling nearly enough. It was. It did get hot. It did get hot. It was. I think it was way too hot. But I was also using the wrong plug at first. I was using like a seven or an eight or something, and now I use a nine. But um, it it worked only because the hoses were so long. And because I was using a pump, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I also had, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, but I also had the hoses backwards on the mm-hmm. first one that I made because I did not, I was doing the thing where you think about things when I'm like, Oh, gravity. 
that so, makes sense to so have the hoses it's, this way. Explain the explain the hose order for people who don't know, so so like they can hear it. Top to top, bottom to bottom, heat rises. That's it. Yeah. Boiling, boiling stuff goes up. Cold stuff comes down. <laughs> so now this is an issue that I've run into recently, also with a friend's bike. Um, where some liquid cool kits don't really give you a good option of having one inlet and one one inlet higher or lower than the other one. Like and the, if they, uh, a Pliny head, like just the head. Yeah. So they're, uh, it, specifically I'm talking about the botanist Pellini copy mm-hmm. for 103, um, which we put on a box recently, a friend of mine. Um, and we ran into issues, I should say he ran into issues where it wouldn't work with thermo because of the orientation of the inlets on the cylinder. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like you kind of have to have one lower and one higher. Whereas these were just kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense the way they did it. Yeah. But, um, it works now. No problem. I think it was, I think he had to get a different size inlet, which was also a bitch to find, but he found it. Hmm. Do you have to do a bunch of like tapering on your hoses to like oh start I had this big hose and you got to like taper it down to smaller hose and yeah um, I used co- I used copper so I used to do a lot of chemical plumbing um, and I learned how to do pipe fitting stuff so mm-hmm. I was pretty decent at figuring that shit out um, copper fittings are kind of my go to for doing size differences uh, they're just they're they can withstand the heat, and I've never had one leak. They're they're good. You can just grab those at Depot or wherever. Yeah, yeah. How I don't long, know how long. I feel like there's like because it's like these added steps. It's like kind of why some people are scared to try water cooling. It's like oh, like I got to go figure out how to do all these like hoses and the hookups and figure out somewhere to mount a radiator and like how to find a radiator. Like all these like extra steps make it people kind of like hesitant to try yeah and i mean that's definitely how i felt before i was just like fuck it i'm just gonna do it i'm like what do i have to lose you know what oh my one of my moments isn't gonna run oh <laughs> <laughs> no man i just uh i it's all trial and it was all trial and error for me like the first time i did it it wasn't very good but it worked the second time i did it i'm like oh i can make this better i know how to do things better now and it was better like i welded some tabs um on the tank like on the bottom, uh, no, they're not on the tank. They're on the frame. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the Hobbit frame, how that tank, the stock tank sits uh, on the frame on the front. Yeah. So you, could, I just welded some tabs there, and uh, I got one of those RCX radiators, which now that's like the only one I want. Um, that's like the best radiator. Dose has them all the time now, uh, but you can also get them from Europe, and I think it's a one. It's like four one hundred three. But those just, they have the perfect mounting tabs and they're already on the radiator and it just mounts right there. You never have to worry about your hoses getting caught or, you know, like moving around because they're stationary. Um, They don't move. Like if if you have your radiator up on your uh, handlebars or on your uh, forks, your hoses are going to constantly be moving around. Okay. So to keep your hose stationary is good. Um, a little different on the 103 since that engine swings. Yeah. But it doesn't swing enough, I don't think, to really affect that. 
I mean, it's just back and forth a little bit. Not even, probably not even like three inches, you know? Okay. And for those you who just don't add know, a little more meat. For those who don't know, dude, I just pulled that shit up, dude. Fucking Dose Cycles, uh, RCX, SPX radiators. It's only 60 bucks. That's like, yeah, they're great. That's a pretty good price for like a brand new radiator ready to go. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, highly recommend those. The only thing I will say is, and they say it too, is they're kind of cheaply made. And I have had two. I had one fail because of me, and I had one fail just out of the blue. And I've bought a lot of them. Yeah. But, I mean, that's like, you know, let's say that's out of like eight or ten of those. Nice. So, just, but, I mean, it's nothing you can't fix with a little little love. <laughs> Hell, yeah. So, uh, did you ever, did you upgrade, you said you had the uh, the TJT on that setup. Did you upgrade, like, the rear pulley, or did you do, like, the, the ear shave down trick or anything else, or was it still um, stock pulley? I immediately ditched the TJT variator because... I realized that I was building a crazy bike and I'm like, why do I have this when I ha- there's something newer and probably better? Mm-hmm. So I ended up, uh, Oh, well I should go back a little bit. So I put, I don't remember what weights I put in that TJT. I, I got some from, I had Ryan crank make me some that were really, really light. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I put those in and I took it out and it was so, terrifying i mean it was like it wanted to wheelie and just like i'm i'm 230 pounds and that thing wanted to go you know 50 miles an hour and wheelie me off i mean I remember like going a half a mile down the street and just like getting off the bike and being like dude i don't know if i can ride this thing like <laughs> it, it was like too fucked up it was too crazy yeah. um and i was like no nah. i mean like i just have to harness this power yeah. it's also too like, <laughs> this, before you stretch out a hobbit like once you start putting power to a regular Hobbit wheelbase, same thing with the Fox. They have such short wheelbases, like they're prone to want a wheelie. Like inside yeah. of this too, like the weight distribution is just like off. My Fox wheelie is like fucking crazy. I love it. Yeah. Now I love it. <laughs> but it's weird, you know. On a moped, it's like it's way different. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny. Than like, else. That's like also one of my favorite things. Is like yeah, it sucks because I don't want someone to wreck my bike. But at the same time, I love like letting someone else ride like a bike that's like that because they're so used to like other mopeds that like you know you hit the throttle and like, they kind of take a little while to get up the speed there's no like real like oomph to it and then you're like hey yeah. like, when you get on that bike just like be careful it, it tends to wheelie and they're like oh i've ridden a moped before kind of feeling you know that they, they're like yeah okay they kind of like blow it off and they turn the throttle and they see the wheel come up and you watch their eyes get big <laughs> <laughs> Such a good feeling. You're like, oh, they, they, they baby it back, and they're like, damn, dog. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I love letting people ride the uh, stage six one uh, Hobbit I built, man. It's like one of my favorite things to watch people ride it and yeah. just come back with this big smile on their face or just this look of terror. Either it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, I, rode, I rode Nick's um, like last year, and I was like, yeah, this thing's sick. Like, yeah, like it's like it's it's so hard to. It's like the the variators are really dependent on weight. So like our weight difference is probably a hundred pounds between the two of us. So it was like, it was a different feeling than like, than like what it's like with him riding it. I was like, ah, it's a little, it's a little off for me. It's so fast. Like I, and I can feel like all the power, but like, like the, the variator tuning was like completely different for, for the two of us. Yeah. I met, I met him, um, this year, a couple of months ago at a moped GP. Um, and he's an awesome dude. Yeah. And he and I have been um, back and forth talking about 
different stuff that we do. And uh, it's been really fun, actually, because he's actually the first person I met who has built one, um, who I've talked to. Yeah. So he's he's been it's been fun. Yeah, it's been real fun talking to him. There were two of them at the uh, at the Wizards rally this year. Like Nick had his, and like I can't remember homie's name, but uh, one of the homies from from Legion, like in Lancaster, had he had his on like a general frame, like Hobbit set up, and it was like, you know, you'd hear him come like. Actually, you wouldn't hear him coming up on you, but you'd hear when they passed you, just like buzzing the tower, like Nick go vroom, fly by. And you're like, damn. And then you'd see the other guy come by a couple minutes later, like, oh shit. Like, those bikes were, <laughs> were like, we're definitely killing the pack, like the two fastest things out there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, there, you cannot deny that it's, uh, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think there's really any reason to go faster than, than that on a moped. No, I think Nick hit, what, 74 or something. I'm like, you don't yeah. need to go any faster on a moped. <laughs> I, I hit around that last last year, um, and it was plenty. It's plenty. Yeah, yeah it's plenty. <laughs> uh, I don't need to go faster than that. But you know, it's always in the back of my head where I'm like, I I I feel like I'm always trying to improve it and make it faster, even though I know I don't need to go faster, and I don't even know if I'll ever actually go faster. It's just. Yeah. It's like what can I what what can I do more like how can I make it better you know yeah I mean all that other stuff starts coming into play too like like having the frame be more stable and like having better forks and having better brakes and like having no brake drag when your wheels and like you know good wheel bearings that just spin I've definitely yeah. you know I've seen buddies like build bikes and like he's like you know oh he touched the wheel and the wheel just would spin for an hour like it just keeps spinning. You know, yeah. like you're like, damn, like those wheel bearings are in good shape. And like, that's not something a lot of us think about. Some of us, you know, have these old mopeds with 30 year old wheel bearings that haven't been greased in fucking forever, you know, and you're just like, yep, this wheel doesn't move unless you make it move. <laughs> that's a big, that has become a big thing for me too, is every bike that I get now is a full rebuild, no matter what, even if it's in seemingly good condition, I, it's, it's getting a full rebuild. I mean, there's, just because it's for safety, like I've realized if you're going to go that fast, like you have to at least try and be safe. Yeah. You got to assess the problems. <laughs> yeah. At least, at I mean, least so, know what they are. Like if you don't look at it all, then you never know. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about everything. I mean, every bearing, every, every single thing is new pretty much. I wonder if there's like a way to like rear disc a hobbit. Oh yeah, you can do like, anything. I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, you could. Like, I've never done it. I don't think I've seen anyone do it. But I'm like, you could definitely do it. Uh, I know that there's. I, I've seen 103s that have front and rear discs. Like I have a front and rear disc for my E50 setup, but like, oh, there you go. But they were like, those were like kits. You just buy it. Like it's plug and play. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like it'll be some fabrication. I I, I would imagine you could. Well, so the 103, there's a, um, if you want to do a front disc on one of the mags, I know that there's a uh, just this plate you can buy that sits in the mag, mm-hmm. and you just bolt your disc right onto that. I'm sure if you wanted to, you could make that happen with yeah. any wheel, you know? But then we're going back into where we're talking about, hey, buddy, with the CNC, <laughs> yeah. um, can, you make, can you make me this part on the cheap cheap? When your boss ain't looking, it's like, come on, homie. Like, here, just, just take this wheel home with you. Like, get, yeah. get, no, no time turn, time scale. You know, just give it back to me whenever. 
Yeah. And then it's funny too, because I feel like the mopeds are so niche and such a small, I wouldn't say it's like the smallest community of biker type people, but it's a, small. <laughs> it's a weird, small niche. And, uh, to find, you know, machinists and stuff who are interested in it is like almost as important as finding someone who will actually do it. Yeah. You know, cause then they're at least interested in what you're doing. Like, even for the small no. things, like, as simple as, like, wheel spacers, you're like, oh, dude, like, come on, buddy. I know you can get, I know you can get tiny little mills and lathes and stuff on Amazon or wherever, and, uh, they're cheap, but it's like, you know, do you want to spend seven, eight hundred bucks on something to make your tiny little part, or yeah, is your buddy going to make it for you? For a half yeah. the price? Like, yo, dude, come on, I'll give you, let me give you four hundred bucks, and, and, and. <laughs> And over the next three months, you you maybe have to make three parts for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is the desire to learn the machines and how they work, too, yeah. which is, like, kind of a big deal for me because I definitely want to, you know, be able to use everything. But finding the place and the time and, and all that. And learning and, like, how often you're going to use it. It's, like. There's there's exactly. tons of, there's tons of parts that I wish I had in my garage that I don't own because I'm, like, when would I – really need to use this like oh like a bearing press that'd be cool but i'd use it yeah. once every six months maybe oh i know like, that's, you know that's like the thing. a parts cleaner like yeah having a nice like parts cleaner would be cool i'd like to have one but you know like i can also buy this like spray on cleaner and do use my elbow grease buy it by the case carb cleaner by the case yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good deal you know come package deal yeah comes out <laughs> i did get myself a little uh on that note i did get myself a little um uh jewelry cleaner that mm. i throw some carburetors in there yeah that shit was cheap and it works i know you can get those like um fucking sonic you can get like a like a pretty cheap sonic cleaner yeah that's what it is it's like a little baby ultrasonic it's good for tiny things and it does work yeah it's cool, but you know, it's like $25 or something. I remember we used to buy those like uh carb cleaner dip tanks back in the day, like all oh, the little dip buckets from like, from Lowe's. I mean, not from Lowe's from like auto parts store. What? I want that. Oh, it's cool. It's like, it's just like a, like a gallon bucket and it has a little basket and it's pretty, no much, way. It's pretty much carb cleaners. You put your carb in it or whatever and you just like dunk it in the basket. I mean, in the gallon and you just leave it in there for a little bit and then you pull it oh, all out. Oh man. Like I'm all about gallons of chemicals. Yeah, they're they're cheap enough. Like we were like we we'd, we'd overuse them though. We you know after a while you'd be like, damn, is this thing like even cleaning anymore, man? We've been using this thing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I've been using a lot for stuff is that uh that rust uh, cleaner, uh, evapor rust. Yeah, fire. Yeah. You know, I think that's pretty much just uh, I think that's just HCl and water. Uh. What is it? Thirty three percent is uh, muriatic HCl and yeah, thirty three percent HCl and the rest water is muriatic acid, and I'm pretty sure that's mostly what's in there. But it must be more benign because they say you can like dump it out in the grass. Yeah, and I've never had it like eat my fingers up. <laughs> I've had like, <laughs> like I've had chemicals at work do worse shit to my hands than like working at my garage. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel that. Ugh. And I'm like, damn, I, posh, I, I, knew, I, shit. Know what a short, I knew what a short glove's doing this. I knew I should have wore gloves, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting all the cancers. 
I try not to think about it, dude. I'm like, oh man, I should be wearing like a mask way more. <laughs> I I've recently started trying to like value my health quite a bit more, and I have started kind of taking those things into consideration. But for all the times I didn't do it in the past, whatever, 15, 20 mm-hmm. years, uh, are definitely gonna. <laughs> that's the probably the deciding factor on that <laughs> like they say they're like the better chemical they're like oh this is a cleaner chemical oh this is this is a safer chemical i'm like yeah but the videos in the internet the guy's wearing gloves should i be wearing gloves you know like, <laughs> like they it doesn't say wear gloves but it but i see other people wearing gloves like am i missing something here <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like this this thing's uh exhaust has got a little like residue around it is that good should i, should I be breathing that in what's that <laughs> What's that byproduct over there on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> it's foaming. It's it's eating the paint. Like, I don't think this is healthy. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look back at this fucking episode 20 years from now and be like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, I'm, knocking, I'm knocking on wood, buddy. I'm like, damn it. You're right. I've got to take better care of ourselves. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying, but still, it's a lot easier to dig a hole and bury your oil than it is to <laughs> safely dispose of it. Did I say that on here? Shit. Uh, <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't have anyone coming by ch- testing these fucking waters, dude. They'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you got this hobbit up and ripping, dude. You hit 70 miles an hour. You're fucking clocked on the internet. You know, it's like, damn, like I saw that video and I was like, his buddy's driving beside him in a car. Those are real numbers. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a funny day because I, I was on my way to work and I actually didn't ask him or expect him to do that video. And then he, he did it and I was like, Oh, that's fucking sick. And then he's like, yeah, dude, there, there's no more. There's nobody has a video of these bikes actually going that fast. Yeah. The hobbits. And I was like, Oh, perfect. Posted it. Yeah, we and, have like uh, a lot of videos, and it's like you know you get their their speedo and like your screenshot, and they're like, "Yep, here it is." And it's like, "All right," but there's no one beside you in a car. Like, damn, like, yeah, this is pretty fast. And dude, that was the first one. That was before I've like really made it way better than that. I mean, it's like a lot better, like just in terms of like the speed, the top speed, and uh, just the way it launches and pick up and everything. I love that metering rod carburetor on that bike. The uh, which one do you have? You had the Electron. Electron Mini. I tried a uh, Smart Carb and I just could not get the bottom end tuned correctly. Hmm. Um, I think I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I tried and tried and tried and I just I could not get it to work right. I know the, uh, the guy who like went and raced the boys down in Florida. Like I had him on the podcast and he he said he was back and forth with with Smart Carb, just like on the on the needle and stuff for a long time, just like trying to figure out which Zach needle they need, he needed. They sent him a couple different ones. So the first electron I got, um, was the 25 mil. Uh, it was the, I got it not that long ago. I got it after I decided that the smart card wasn't going to work. And, um, I actually went to them. I didn't go to a dealer. I went to electron and I told them what I was doing. Um, and they sent it to me and it did almost work out of the box hmm. it was a little it was just a little rich but with a little bit of tuning i mean and by tuning i mean twisting the fucking needle <laughs> which is like the easiest thing in the world it's another reason why i love those things but dude they are so sick 
I really, I'm kind of sad because I have another one and uh, I was trying to tune my uh, 103 with it and it just doesn't work right on that bike. I think there's a few different reasons why, but um, on the Hobbit, it's fucking great. I love it and I'm never going to change it. Uh, it rips. It rips balls. 20, it's great. 25 mil electron. Yeah. Take notes, kids. We got those. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I have one for sale. <laughs> and I think I think Nick's still running just a Polini carb. Yeah, he runs a twenty-four Polini something. Um, I actually, it's funny because I was just talking to him uh, yesterday or the day before, asking him about that because I was thinking about trying something like that with the um, one hundred three stage six. Yeah, like, I still haven't heard anyone talk about the stage six carb. Like I know they make a, their own carb, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that's a PWK. Um, I have one. I have a 24, and I was going to try and use that. Again, we're going back to the 103 now, but I was going to try and use that on the 103, but it just, the clearance doesn't do it. It won't work, but that Polini 26 PWK will fit. So that's what I'm actually going to do on that. What was your like thoughts on going with the with the larger carb size? I know like I know some people have talked about like riding like a 24 or something on the stage six and like, yeah, I'm running out of gas on the top. Yeah. Uh, you can run a fuel pump. Um, the, I had a great time with a Makuni 24 flat slide, uh, last year with my Hobbit. Uh, I had very good luck with it and I did not need a fuel pump. Hmm. Um, I ran it. I mean, wide open for miles, and I had no issues with it at all. Uh, I think it's probably a matter of the distance that your intake is and what kind of filter you're running, I would imagine, has quite a bit to do with it. But I had very good luck with it. I also had very good luck with the 28, although it was slightly too big. Um, It was a little too rich, um, no matter how I jetted it. Yeah. Um, both, Both would work. Did you end up upping your your fuel line size? I, I heard some people talk about like you know they're like oh it's not getting enough gas and they they bumped up the size of their fuel fuel line. I eliminated the petcock and I eliminated the um, filter, and I didn't have any problems after that. Sick. So instead of having a petcock with tiny little holes in it, I just put a uh, some like a, kind of a uh, switch. Uh, it was just yeah. No, I didn't even have that. I just had a fitting, and when I wanted to take the fuel line off, I would just kink it <laughs> and use a zip tie or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like a like a barb fitting for whatever um, that threads into there. You just get the right threads, and I had very good luck nice. with that. The twenty four, I think the twenty four Makuni. What is that? A TM twenty four? Yeah, TM. Um, I if you were trying to go like for kind of a cheaper thing that is gonna not give you that many problems. I think I can't remember what my jetting was. If I went outside and got the carburetor and opened it, I could tell you the exact jetting size I had, but I, I can't do that right now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> uh, like a 200 or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, man. I really don't. It was something, it was something that even I thought was crazy, but it did work. Yeah. Um, in that video, that's what I'm running is the okay. 24. Sick. How on that, I- on that bike. How are your feelings about running this setup when you had like a regular Hobbit gas tank? Because <laughs> like everyone who's oh. got a Hobbit knows the fucking woes of having a kid at Hobbit and like these little yeah. gas tanks already. 
that's uh, that's another that's another reason why I have a pink one now with a massive three gallon gas tank. Um, so that bike with the twenty four and the Hobbit gas tank, just that, I could probably get about thirty miles with a stage six, yeah. <laughs> which is like really bad. Uh, I had to carry, so I found this really weird website that sells milk jugs that are for gas. Hmm. Um, and I just would like keep two of those in a backpack on me and it was really heavy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I did before. (laughs) So I could get a sweet, sweet 90 miles. (laughs) I got a backpack full of gas. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, honestly, sometimes I still carry one of those with me like on rally. So I'll have, I'll have that one of those pink gallon milk jugs full of gas. That's a good one. Dude, I went on a ride today with my buddy Noah and I like... And I ran it. I ran out of gas. Like I put a gas in before we left. Like not a lot, just a little like secondary tank. I was like, oh, that should be enough. We're not going far. And I definitely like ran out of gas. I'm like, damn it. Like I'm an idiot. I didn't bring any extra gas with me. Like I had um my little oil container like underneath my seat. And so like we pulled my oil co- little oil carrier off and like. He uses fuel line to fill my oil my oil carrier like two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> so we just had a couple of splashes of gas in there, and that got us like you know the next mile to the gas station. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's always one of the the. <laughs> I mean, if you're not breaking down, you're running out of gas or something like that. Yeah, that one thing <laughs> is something else. <laughs> yeah, dude the 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 Hobbit gas tank is like definitely a no go <laughs> for the stage six. I mean, really, for anything kitted, it's like just not going to work. It's way too small. I don't think it's even a gallon, is it? No, it's like it's like point seven or something. Yeah, that's no. It's yeah. never going to work. No, I will say, I, I will say, the Electron is amazing on fuel. Hmm. I mean, it's like it's like night and day the difference. I, I we did. I don't remember uh, Dirty Burning Broads. We did like a pretty decent ride. And I did fill up at a gas station because I was worried. And I remember like, you know, opening my tank and being like, wow, I do not need gas. And we've already <laughs> gone 30 or 40 miles. And that is pretty sick too. That's just another good thing about those. And I swear to God, I don't work for Electron and I'm not trying to like sell carbs. I just, uh, I really yeah. like that thing. I mean, there's <laughs> like this thing with like, uh, like even like, like tuning the TM 24. It's like the most McCoonies like, they don't care how rich you tune them. You just keep going up and all they, all they'll do is like when they get rich, they'll just spit gas everywhere. So like, yeah. you know, I've probably had my TM 24s like tuned way too like rich on the top, like forever. And it's just like, yeah, you get off the ride, your whole leg smells like gasoline. You're like, yeah, it might be a little too much. <laughs> yeah. But then like, we call uh, them WLCs <laughs> wet leg carbs. Yeah. <laughs> You go to the restaurant, got that nice odor. So, you know, the waitress is like, you guys smell gas? I'm like, yeah, that's us. Like, we, had, we had one waitress be like, oh, like, I'm not going to lie, guys. Like, I'm really, I really like it. My, my granddad, like, had a garage. I grew up in his garage. I love the smell of gas. And we're like, it's finally paid off, boys. I feel like everybody secretly loves the smell of gas, even if they don't want to admit it. <laughs> it's a nice cologne, it, you know? I was behind someone who had, like, like scented two stroke oil. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that was funny. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, where do I get that? I want that. Yeah. Justin, but then I also don't. <laughs> Justin from the rebels runs, runs that stuff like scented, scented oil. 
hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Like, what? Is, you smell cherries? What is? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> like, what is this strawberry? Strawberry yeah. two stroke? Like, what purpose? It's so funny. I love it. Yeah. It's like such a weird little thing. I know you're like you're talking about like sparing no expense on the on the on the on the Hobbit build. And I was like, damn, like you're like I bought a smart carb and I bought an electron. And you're like, yeah, like those two carbs alone are expensive, you know? <laughs> well, I sold, I, I, you know, if it, does, it, it doesn't work, I mean, uh, that's the kind of thing like that is expensive. Even, yeah. I mean, I think that shit's expensive. I'm like, I mean, I sold the smart carb to someone who wanted to try it. And then like, I, now I have two electrons and I'm like, I don't, I don't need this other electron. Like yeah. someone buy it, please. <laughs> I saw it I the other day. A, I was like, damn, if I had like play money, I would have bought it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's poor right now i just bought a van and i'm trying to like turn it into a moped uh van like for my tools and like a camper and nice all everything all at once so i'm just trying to trying to focus on that a little bit and put some money back in the bank account yeah, but for sure you know everybody is right now dude so you fucking maxed out the hobbit you have it with all the bells and whistles like doing doing all the things you wanted to do what was your next moped decision and why did you decide to get something else? Like when you've already built this end all like fancy bike, um, ran out of stuff to do on it. Uh, and I needed like, I needed more project. Like, I, I'm the kind of, I'm, I'm like super ADD. I'm the type of person who always has to be doing something. Like mm-hmm. I constantly have to be keeping busy or I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And, um, I became friends with uh, Sam Brady and she's like, Oh, French bikes, French bikes. And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds like a rabbit hole. <laughs> and it was, but it's the best rabbit hole I ever fell down. Um, the first French bike I got was a Fox and I built that like last winter and I had so much fun building it. It's so weird. And like, so basically a, like, <sighs> I mean, it's a moped, but it's a scooter. We all know, and it's yeah. like the best. It's 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 the best moped. I mean, it is. It's a great. You moped. can do so much shit. Yeah. Next, so this, this coming winter, I'm actually building a stage six fox. Nice. Yeah, gonna be sweet. So, so that was how that happened. I blame Sam for uh, for the next wave of all the shit I'm building, <laughs> which is like all everything's gonna be French, pretty much. Yeah, preach. I just like how weird French. they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the Wallaroo and the Fox, like they're like the same like platform, and like they're just like mono shock, like mono yeah. swing arm, like just like those two things out the gates are already like super unique to mopeds. Yeah, I know it's so cool looking too. And, I, I and actually it, really and like and it's variated. Like what? Like it's like so it's like it's checking all the boxes in my fields, you know? <laughs> yeah, rear clutch, dual variated, it's everything you want. Mm-hmm. And so great sick. and great brake stock. Like what are what I are know. disc brakes? You don't need disc brakes when you can lock up the rear wheel on stock brakes. Yeah, it's so sick. I, I noticed I had the same experience. I'm like, dude, I don't even need to do anything. Like this is so awesome. I can't believe how well those brakes work. Yeah, it's crazy. They're just huge. It's just a well built bike. They just they had a many like so many years of engineering doing stuff. They were probably they probably threw it all together, but it just worked so well. Yeah. The only thing um, I don't like is, is splines. I wish like it was like keyed instead of splined or something, you know? The crankshaft? Yeah, I'm just not a fan of splines. 
But that's yeah. Mom have you had, fucked one up yet? Oh, I it's total carnage in my garage right now. Like uh, I got to buy so many parts that uh, it's just like, kind of on the back burner. Yeah, I fucked one up too. And I'm like, dude, I gotta like buy the fucking the non-moving variator face. I gotta get a new crank. I gotta. I'm doing all this. I might as well rebuild it. Like, yeah, exactly. I gotta buy a belt. I don't even know what size belt it is. Like, you know, like all the things you gotta figure out again. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I had a. I had the same thing happen. Um. Those cheeks. The cheek you're talking about, I was able to find on eBay. Nice. Yes, yeah, also on eBay, but they were like. It was still pretty pricey, and like, and I had to ship it from overseas. It was like I was on like Spanish eBay or Europe eBay or something weird. One hundred and twenty francs. Mm. <laughs> he's like, that's one hundred and twenty like, francs like, more I than I want to spend. I just just bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like I, it's but, like you know you can't double down because it's all coming from random people. It's like ah, oh, I can't just buy two. So at least I'm like sh- saving on shipping. And I double up. <laughs> Yeah, I went as far as to even message the dude. I was like, yo, I was like, I know you're trying to sell all this these parts together, but I only need that one thing and I'll give you like 40 American dollars for it. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy the stock variator too. And I'm like, bro, I have three. I don't need that. Yeah. But I bought it because I needed that stupid fucking piece. Mm-hmm. And this is another reason why it would be great to have a million away. Because you could probably make that. It was flying would be wicked hard to make. You'd have to really know what you were doing to get it right. But yeah. it would be, I mean, it would just be cool. I watched to make. a video of someone make, making like spline parts, like on like a, like a CNC or some shit. Like, it's like, I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like, what? You, it you, it you would just, be easier with CNC. It? Like, you just made that and, and it fit yeah. perfectly, like, without even trying. Like, I'm like, it was crazy. I know it's so cool. I, I have some friends who do 3D printing too, and uh, I'm I'm interested in the um, the whole like scanning process where you can just scan a model in, mm-hmm. and then you can you know like basically like let's say you had that part, you scan it, and then you have the 3D model. So then you CNC most of it, and then you can like you know cut the. And this would be the other cool part about that is you could change the degree of the. Um, oh, the variator, the cheek. cheek. Yeah, if you wanted to, I don't know if you would need to, but you could. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty sick. I mean, that's cool technology to me. Yeah, I haven't looked to see if there's any like upgraded variators for the Fox or not. Like, I never really took time looking. There's so many you can fit on it. Mm. There's so many clutches and so so much shit fits on that bike. Yeah, tons of Honda stuff fits on it. Um, Malos like makes a bunch of shit for it. It just ran so good that I was just like, ah, oh, like, do I want to even bother like looking for like fancier parts and better parts? And I was like, it just does yeah. the things it's supposed to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I when I put mine together and wrote it for the first time, like once it, the winter was kind of over, I was like, damn, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I love that thing, and I still do. Uh, I just haven't been riding it that much. I crashed it at DP, and uh, I had one of the bearings in the um forks like seized up on me and i crashed Damn. but nothing really broke actually nothing broke i just broke myself <laughs> yeah. i cracked my like i had my my friend wrecked it or i wrecked into my buddy when i loaned it to him one time so i caused him to wreck and like we cracked the, like the headlamp lens like yeah. the plastic around it i'm like oh, i'm cracking more re- and replaceable plastics like oh, ready right? go, jason like <laughs> 
I know. I crack. I think that's all that happened when I crashed too. Actually, now that you say that, yeah, dude. I and I saw like I've like I. So the reason I fell in love with the fox to begin with, there's some dude that I followed on Instagram. I posted the picture a bunch of times. I'll, I'll send it to you. But he built like these two crazy foxes, and um, and he painted them like 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 KTM like colorway. With like the KTM like sticker and everything, and I was like, "Damn, these things look sick!" But he had like replaced the front end, so he had like EBRs or something, you know, some upgraded forks and stuff. And I was like, "That was like, I love the look of it, but like, it's so hard to like, to like pull the trigger on taking that front end apart because like it's such a cool like unique front end with all the plastics and the light and the fucking speedo and all all the stuff built in. You're like, oh, this is." It's such a good front end. Why would I want to replace it? <laughs> it is a little bit painful. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, after I got the first one, I was hounding ghosts for more and I ended up with like one, two, three, four, <laughs> like a whole bunch more of them. And I mean, one of them went to my, one of them went to a friend or two of them went to some friends. And then I just have like parts on parts on parts for foxes. So like the stage six one is not going to look like a box at all. Yeah. Like if I definitely but, if I had a second one, I'd like I'd I'd take it apart and like change shit. But, but like I that was when I was building my first one, I felt the same. I was like, dude, I'm not changing this. It's so cool. I love yeah. how it looks. Exactly. Dude, and like I saw someone was fucking someone in the Ohio or the Midwest or something was selling like a a, a wallery recently too, and I was like, damn, dude, like the pink one? Yeah, the pink one. And I was like, fuck. Oh, you know I was drooling over I that. I was like, fuck, if I had the money, like a decent condition wallaroo, like I'm dying. And fucking dude, might... someone someone found the teal one. Someone bought a purple and teal one recently. I think it was Jordan oh. Walsh or something like in Northern Virginia. Like I don't know if he he didn't reply to me, so I don't know if he bought it or like or what, but he was definitely posted the picture and I was like Yo, did you find my dream bike? Like, what's going on here, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like don't tease me. Like, <laughs> what? Do I, I'll, yeah, start, right. I'll start selling other stuff right now. <laughs> oh, dude, I you know I actually like the, the way the plastics look on the wall a little more than the Fox, but you can't beat the 103 and then Honda transmission. Yeah, like it's just so cool. It's so like, weird. Okay, we're gonna give you French motor, so you have like like an endless supply of like kits and stuff, but we're going to give you like scooter tech for your clutches and whatever. Yeah. It's so sweet, dude. I put a stage six clutch in mine and it's, it's fucking awesome. Damn. Love it. I'm sure that's like way more tunable too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think you, uh, you adjust the springs. You, you don't even have to take the clutch off. You can just pull the springs back with like an Allen key. That's sick. It's very cool. Yeah, the future is here. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like when we start talking about scooters and like scooter tech is like I I love mopeds. I do not love scooters, but I love scooter, scooter tech. tech more than <laughs> yeah. more than more than scooters and mopeds combined. <laughs> yeah, their clutch gang is just like so hard. Like they they have it figured out. And like, what's that dude's name? It's like it's like Joe Rogers or Rogers or something. He's like. Uh, He's got the the green like CB Hobbit thing, but like it, I don't know. So he had like the stage six set up on like this Hobbit. It was like a lime green top tank like CB kind of like frame. Like he used like a moto frame or something, and like he was building it. He was on the threads and like, all these posts for a while. And like you know, like, trying to figure out how to tune it, tuning it, trying to do all this stuff. He was posting videos of it like you know off the line, and it just wasn't 
it wouldn't rip off the line hard enough for him. He couldn't like get the clutches to do what he wanted it to do. And so he like cut off the Hobbit mounts and put on like uh Vespa mounts. And I think he, I think now he's just got like a full like a uh, Vespa setup. And he's like, yeah, this is like how I wish Hobbits would be. And like his Vespa setups like killing it now. But huh. interesting, you know, the Vespa rabbit hole goes deep too. So there's secrets to make the Hobbit bounce off the line. Um, <laughs> even with the even with the crutch, uh, the clutch uh, in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. I feel like I shouldn't say what they are, but I'm going to. Um, there's, if you get the, there's a, a European clutch that Doe sells sometimes. Yeah, the Euro clutch. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, it doesn't come with, there's a certain type of springs that Fellini makes or made. They don't make them anymore. And they're basically the red springs of, that are the exact same size as, uh, the ones that come in that clutch, mm-hmm. but they're just stiff enough to give you like 8,000 engagement. And if you can get that, if you can get those, uh, you can, you can bounce right off the line. And then the other thing uh, that I learned recently from a friend is, uh, if you're running like a light, um, ignition, like the HPI, you gotta put some weight on it so that you get momentum. That's a big thing. And once I did that, um, dude, it's, it, I mean, even the stage six now wants to pretty much wheelie off the line. There you go, dude. Secrets. Where, yeah. Secret, thank, secrets. Thank, thank God to the podcast. Shout out. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. Nah, dude. Fucking all that information's <laughs> there. Like, he'll fucking w- be happy to give it out, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, I bought all those springs, so if anybody needs them, just ask. I got them. <laughs> they don't make those springs anymore. They were for mm. the Polini Young dirt bike. I feel like one of the things too, if you find like the size and the measurement and like the length, you could probably find something similar too. Probably, probably. But I'm just saying, if anybody wants them, I, I have like twenty nice boxes of them. So. I bought all that eBay had to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly give them to people. Nice. Like I don't even have a stage six. I'll take I'll take a pair right now. <laughs> you should build one, man. You gotta build one. They're fun. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. I still have like my old frame, like in my garage, like my first like custom hobbit build that I did, you know, like it's top tank cobra it's a cobra frame. With like a oh, general, hell yeah. a general tank, long seat, like so the frame's still sitting in my garage, like it's in the corner. So it's like That's you know, I was, I was like, oh, like whenever I get time and like some money and whatever, like I'll build like you know, like a like stage six Hobbit, and this is what I'd put it on, you know, bring that bike back. But you know, I I don't think I'll be honest. Like the stage six is awesome, and it's really cool, and it's really fun, and it's pretty fucking easy and self-explanatory to build. But I will say. I don't think you need a stage six to to get a crazy ass puppet. In fact, I know you don't. Yeah. I think you can do it with a lot of other things. It's just easy, and it does have a little bit of oomph that the other kits don't have. Yeah. You know, and plus, it's still it's still at the end of the day, it's still a moped. There's still a thing called a speed limit, 
Like, it's only, <laughs> and, and you're only going to like really get a flex out of it when you're like at a moped rally and <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like I brought this crazy bike to moped rally and I ripped on everyone. But yeah, for the most part, if you go to a moped rally and your bike does 55 miles an hour, that puts you in uh, the top 30% of the rally. Like everyone else is doing less than that. Like. Probably, yeah, probably, I mean, I'm not. The, the percentage might be even even more off, dude. Like, I've been in rallies where like my bike only did 57, and like you're still always in the front. Like, it's like where the pack's going slower. Like, anyway, so I don't know. It's not. It's it's cool and it's not cool at the same time. It's fun. I you know I, I'm never going faster than 50 at a rally. I mean, there's really no need to do that. It's just you know there's like courtesy riding and uh it's like more fun to be part of the group than to just be like oh look at how fast i am yeah riding alone you, you kind of fa- you fall back you, you block traffic and you can catch up yeah like, that's that's the fun part of it it's like all right cool i can help like cork intersections and like i can like yeah. you know hang out and like wait for some of the stragglers and i know like if i need to drop the hammer i can like catch back up yeah i know the next the next rally i go to i'm going to i'm going to stay in the back i know that yeah I can, gonna I can, do it. I like the mid pack. I like moving around. That's the hardest part. I like going back and forth. Like you get to the front and like you like you know you know pinch some cheeks, you know poke some people in the butt, and like <laughs> and then you're like, all right, guys, we're only going forty up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna chill for a bit, and then you catch up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then you feel you exactly. feel like you, you feel accomplished, like you did something. Like oh, I was eating them up, sir. Like I lapped the whole pack. Like. <laughs> I used to stay in the front because for safety. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm better up here. There's like too much weaving. Yeah. And I, many, like not, some, I like not getting lost either. So like. <laughs> also that. Yes. Big, big, big on that. Big on not getting lost. Yeah. Dude. So you ripped down this Hobbit. You're crushing the Hobbit game. Like you got all the Nick's Nick's put you on. You got all these secrets. Like <laughs> you've, you've contacted dose. You've like pretty much pillaged every fox on the fucking in the states. Like I'm taking them all, hoarding them for <laughs> myself. Like Northeast is the only people that are allowed to have foxes from now on. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I feel bad. Like dude, if anybody needs parts or anything, just just ask me. I will gladly give them to you. Yeah, I need that. I don't need all this shit. <laughs> I need that mo- that non movable uh, uh, spline uh, variator side. <laughs> And I, I got you, dude. Yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> I got you. Hell yeah. Um, but but now like you're having Sam, fucking Sam talk you hype you up on one of threes, and she's ruining your. I mean, he's ruining your life. And you got this damn, you got this, you got this damn regular one of three now. What made you like decide that the that the fox wasn't enough, and you had to get a normal one of three? I ran out of projects. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I, I I saw all right. So, fun fact about a 103, and I'm sure that you know French bike people will hear me say this and be like, "Oh, this guy fucking doesn't know shit. What a tool!" But um, you don't even need to buy a 103 to build a 103. You can buy. This is the it's, only moped that I know of. <laughs> you can buy the frame and the swing arm and VIN plate, and you can build one completely from scratch. Yeah, all through the internet. This is true. Which is fucking sick. And I don't, I can't think of another moped you can do that with. They make an aftermarket 103 swing arm. I've seen it. Yes, they do. It's like completely different than the normal one. And it's like, whoa, you can just buy this part? (laughs) I put put that on my, uh, my 103 and uh, it, it's, it's good. It's way beefier and you can fit a much larger carburetor in the tiny little area. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is great. What made you want to go 103 versus Motobicane? Um, so back in the day, I had a Motobicane, uh, and I only had issues with it. And I also, on top of that, I saw Sam's uh, race bike, and she was showing me it and I'm like, dude, this is fucking weird. Like, I don't, I don't fully understand the launch lever and I don't, you know, I don't, why does this variator not have rollers in it? And like all this other stuff. And I'm like, this is just cool. And something I don't know yet. So I'm like, I definitely want this to be the next bike I build. And it just made it happen. Dude, the fucking rabbit hole of French bikes. And like, you, you just glazed over like a word that like, that no one, they're like, 90% of mopeds, no, mopeders don't even think about it. They've never thought about it. They've never even heard it or seen one. Launch lever. Like, dude. The French, launch lever is sick. <laughs> the French game and a launch lever is... Some people say it's cheating. Some people say, like, oh, like you're, you just can't tune your moped. No, I just enjoy it. It's fun. Like, so it's pretty, much oh, it's, turning, it's pretty much turning your moped into a manual shift car like yeah cool you want to be in low gear like you know rip off the line like you just push your foot down on this little lever and it gives you more rpms oh you're like Dude. you know you're going 40 and you and you're kind of bogging out you need some more rpms you push your foot down on this little pedal <laughs> and, and, and there you go they're back it's so sick yeah like every everything about it is cool i mean it it's super weird engineering and it's like, it's like genius, but at the same time, kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's like, it's the tuning is definitely a cheating when you're using one. Cause you're like, you're not tuning at all. You're just like, Oh, just make the variator really light and we'll figure it out. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah. Actually I did the opposite. I started with the heaviest I could possibly get on it just cause I wanted to see well, but yeah, I mean, if like if you know, well, let's just put it this way: if you know about how the variator works, then you know you can base your tuning and everything, and your kind of like the way you start tuning. Mm -hmm. you, you, if you have an idea of where where you're coming from, then yeah, you know, you can cheat with the launch lever. And I, I, I how I guess like let's put it this way: also, it's like how is it cheating if it's just the way that the motor works? You know, it's true. It's just a different way of, it's just a different way of tuning. Is it, is it genius? I think so. <laughs> is I mean, it, is it kind of crazy? I also think so. <laughs> it's also like, just like French and motor became and, and one Oh three. You're just like, dude, like it's one of the coolest mopeds ever because the fucking motor pivots. You're like, dude, what? Like watching this motor move back and forth is just like so cool. It is. It's really cool, and there's like so much. There's so much more you can do with it than with any other bike. I think it's like there's so many more variables and opportunities to change things and like really fine tune mm -hmm. that it's just way. You know, it's like the next exciting thing. It's like I don't. I don't know if there's more after that. You know. Yeah. I don't know what comes after. You know, you learn all about French bikes. Like, is there more after that? I don't know. <laughs> I know there's like um there's there's you know there's other 103s that have stage kits yeah, stage six kits like how's it how's it coming for you like how how's it going that's what I want to know like 
<laughs> How's this, so, this project happening? <laughs> it's very slow. It's the slowest I've ever probably built a moped. It took me just, just to build it and get it all together correctly and not any kind of sketch took me like a month. And that, I mean, I also, I mean, I, I did things I didn't have to do too. Like, I mean, I put like a really cool, uh, bearing that I've always wanted on that bike. And I mean, I did like a bunch of cool things, um, which was, you know, a lot of like custom fabrication and welding and shit. But apart from that, like the putting the motor together, um, I will say that building the stage six, uh, one Oh three is not easy. Um, I didn't think it was easy. Maybe someone else will scoff at that, but I think it was probably one of the more challenging, um, cases I've had to do. And just in general, putting it all together, uh, was, was, I had to take my time because, uh, I fucked up a lot of shit. Um, trying to make parts, there's things you have to make that don't really exist. And, um, you know, just, just to make it perfect and do it right took a long time and I'm glad it did because it was fun and I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. But for, I could see for some people that being very frustrating that it doesn't like slap together the way like a hobbit does. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. And you know, I got to the point where it's time to tune and not having any luck, um, with the carburetor and the positioning that I had it at. And now I'm kind of going off of, um, what some other people have done. And I've been talking to some people who have built them and they've kind of started pointing me in a different direction. Uh, like, you know, in terms of tuning and carburetor stuff, like I was saying before. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, now I'm back at, I'm waiting on parts right now for that bike. <laughs> no, for real. Like I'm, I, I don't think they've even shipped any of this stuff I need yet. I mean, I got some, you know, I am going to need like, uh, that bike's going to need a uh, fuel pump and a couple other things. Um, speculatively anyways, I don't, you know, I, I don't know that out from experience. I know that because people have suggested it and I taken suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm lurking on, uh, the Lee, Lee Pinkerton's one Oh three stage six right now. I'm just like, damn, like these things are yeah, he's, sick. <laughs> I post, I posted a picture of mine and then he messaged me and we have been going back and forth and he's been really fucking cool and talking to me about like all the stuff he's done and asking me shit about that I've done. And, uh, he was, he's one of the guys who's uh, helping me quite a bit. Nice. There's definitely all these yeah. like other little things like that. You don't think about like riding, like you're cool. You ride a hobbit. There's like, you, I know for a fact when I get on my Hobbit and I set it up and I put on the variator and I put on the, the pulley that they're going to be in line and I don't have to worry about them not being in line. When you, when you get in the French like one Oh three game, it's like, okay, this single variated shit, you have to make sure your pulley and your variator line up. But the way the fucking variator goes, it could like make your belt track out of line. So you have to find this like happy medium. Yeah. And I love it, dude. I, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why it took me so long. And dude, I even had at one point like to try and line it up. Like you're saying, I even had like a laser level out, like getting it perfect, like yes. doing like the craziest shit. I'm in the backyard and the crackhead neighbors are watching me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> it's like lasers going through their window and they're like trying to get, my, get my attention and tell me to knock it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the what's the setup on the 103 like uh as far as like 
variator, pulley, you know, pipe, Doppler, all the things. Doppler, a lot of Doppler stuff. Um, Doppler pipe, uh, welded, welded a flange to the stage six, uh, flange, like the one that comes with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you have, you get the movement in the pipe. Um, I was, like I said, I was trying to use the electron and it's just not going to work. So I'm going to the 26 mil Bellini PWK and I have the stage six 24 PWK that maybe I'll use if that's too big. Um, it's the Doppler variator, the ER3, um, the rear clutch Doppler combo thing. Um, the, the I reinforced or the new one. I, I think it's the regular one. Um, I, I don't know if it, I don't, I know there's not, not the ER three that's for a different bike. And I was told it wasn't very good. I asked about that. Uh, it's just like all cast. I think, no, it's not cast It's single cut, but anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I got some mags from dose and I got, uh, some shit from, um, 50 factory, which I found to be actually a really fucking sick website. Uh, they have like everything 103 that you could possibly ever need or want. Um, the only problem is it's expensive to ship. But uh, they have everything. I mean, and when I say everything, I mean they have everything. Like even shit you've never even seen. Uh, you know, you know, behind the wall, dude. I'm already on the site. I'm here right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dude. All right. So great story about that. The first, I didn't really know how to feel about it. And, um, that's where I got my, my full fairing, the race fairing for that bike. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing I got from them. Um, and I was like, Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is going to take a month and a half to get here. And, uh, so I ordered it. The shipping was a hundred on it. The fairing costs like 150 or whatever, so that's a lot, right? But well, that's not a bad I'm price like, on those fairing sets. I've definitely seen them more expensive on treats. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. But anyway, anyways, so I'm like four or five days go by, dude. They had it to me from France in five in four or five days. Damn, no shit. And then I'm like, I'm like, wow, that that's insane. Like it takes Treatland longer to get me stuff. Um. I was just so shocked by that. And then so I did a second order for like some extra things that I wanted. And again, fucking four days I got here. So I, I'm, so, I'm like pretty full. Like, for life. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get, if anyone wants to go in on uh, 103 shit with me or whatever, uh, they have Fox stuff on there too, actually. Yeah. Don't, um, tell, me, don't tell me shit like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody wants to go in on some ordering, the max ordering is like is like four hundred dollars shipping. You can get anything you want. <laughs> but I mean, four hundred dollars is a shitload of money to get stuff shipped here. Yeah, dude, like, that's far, way too much. As far as like um the contra spring and stuff, what did you what did you go with on your variator spring? Was it like a Cause like, I don't know. Cause I've gone down the French rabbit hole so many times. It's like, Oh dude, I know there's like the, the enclosed spring where like the springs in a, in a, in a, in a tube. So it doesn't flex. And like, I don't know. Hobbit spring. No, for, for one Oh threes and motorcanes and stuff. No Contra. Not Contra. Like the, the spring underneath. Um, the, the clutch springs, the variator spring. 
Variator for, spring. Yeah, for don't, the, I'm not like saying it right. For the fucking for the motor pivoting, the uh the motor swing, oh, the motor spring. I understand. Yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. I, I used uh, I got the uh, Doppler um there's a Doppler it's like a long I don't really know what it's called. But it's a very long spring that goes underneath the engine. Yeah, that one. That spring. It's called that's, that's the, the one that I got. Motor spring. Yes. I didn't understand what you were saying. Um yeah. But I guess that is kind of a counter spring, though, in a way. Yeah, no. They, uh, they also. What? No, I was saying I know they make like a like another. There's another one. I haven't. They don't sell it on treats or dose. I can't remember where I, you can find it, but like I've seen it. Like just Tomahawk uses it a couple times. I've seen it in some other videos and stuff. It's like it's a Doppler spring, but the spring part itself is enclosed. So it's I don't know. It's something weird. Like it cuts down on the spring flexing. And it, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Oh, that to sounds cool. Yeah, I'd have to find pictures and videos and shit to explain it better. I know I that. I think it'll tell my head. That sounds cool. Send me that. I would like to see that. Um, there's a coilover. <laughs> there's a, like a coilover uh, instead of a spring that you can get, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I remember people trying like using like gas like gas shocks like a couple years ago. Like yeah, I think like, that's kind of what it's like. It's like, oh, cool! Like you just pick the weight and you just get the right gap. Like that. that was pretty interesting to see people do that one for a while. I don't know. I yeah, don't know if I that think, ended up being a being a, the better move or not. I think it. I think it fizzled out after a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm so new. Like I said, I'm so new to this the French bike scene uh, that I, I I don't I am by no means I'm I'm a pawn in the French bike game right now. I'm just trying to build something cool, you know? Yeah. But it's, dude, it's so fun because there's so many different things you can do. It's like so wild. The, the I mean, you can just, just everything, everything about it is, and, and nothing fits, not a fucking single thing fits, <laughs> which I'm all about at this point where I'm like, yes, perfect. Less, less things work. <laughs> more headaches. Yes. <laughs> more, more, more time spent on single bike. Perfect. <laughs> it's like I've spent one week on this wheel alone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need right now, <laughs> dude. What uh, what wheels did you go with? You said you ordered mags. Yeah, those hooked me up big time with some. Um, I don't think they're one of three mags. I think they're a different Peugeot. Uh, I don't really know what they're for. They're three three spoke. Um, I'll send you a picture of the bike later, but. They're, I don't. I don't know. I think they might be off like an MBK. Yeah, I know those like new or, like those new three spokes came out a couple years ago when they were like they had them on treats. I think Tomahawk was building some weird bike, and those things came out. They're some, original. Some they spokes. say they're they're original ones. I don't know SPX. Maybe I don't know. Oh there's yeah, so that might be what it is. So many different ones out there. Yeah, that's the other thing about Fifty Factory is like talk about like. Dude, fairings like I'm. I love plastic and I like fairings, and mm-hmm. they have all the weird 103 and Peugeot fairings. And you look at it and you're like, "How does this work? How do I make this thing work?" Like, you can build any any of those crazy looking, cool like fairing plastic French bikes. Like, I, I'm I'm a sucker for that stuff, and they have all of it on there. And I'm just like, "Oh, give me everything!" 
Yeah. But then, you know, you get it and it's like, how do you, then you have to like make brackets and like, yeah, I got to make a mount for the thing to sit on. You got to put, make sure you have things that support the weight properly. You got to make like drill holes maybe. And like, you're like, Oh, do I want to drill holes in this thing that cost me hundreds of dollars? And I have to ship it from another country. Yeah. Drilling holes in the fairing was difficult for me. I'm not going to lie. Like I measured a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I did like, I, I did a lot of work on that frame before I even considered drilling holes. And I did a lot of research on how to do like seat pans correctly and stuff like that. You know, did a whole lot of research on how to fill in <laughs> holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where do you get how fiberglass repair? Google that. <laughs> I got to fill a couple of these bad boys back in. <laughs> Investing in Bondo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch right there. That's a soft spot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lean there. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, it's what, it becomes one of those bikes that you're not allowed to put in the trailer with the other bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, this bike cannot go to a rally. If I break down, I must have a lock, and it will be left wherever it breaks down. It's not going to <laughs> <the> truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I even painted that. I even painted that whole bike with this. Uh, my friend in Connecticut showed me this really cool uh, website that has, um, like, candy paint and uh, flake paint. Mm-hmm. And it's all in rattle cans, and it looks so good, dude. Damn. I mean, it's like, uh, it's sick. Uh, Fabio, uh, I don't know if you know him, but he's Heard really cool. And uh, yeah, great guy. And he um, he turned me on to uh, this little daddy Roth, and they do like these rattle bomb cans, and they have two kit clear coats, like automotive clear coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spray it on after, and it's like, it looks like it was sprayed in a booth, and you just do it with rattle cans, and it's nice. such a cheap. It's so sweet. Is like the uh, the Ultra 2K clear or is like their own clear? Yep. Yeah, 2K clear, that stuff. Yeah, that's what's fucking the sickest clear coat ever. Like it, yeah. for those who don't know, like Ultra 2K clear coat is the best rattle can clear coat. In my opinion, for anyone who's out there hating, in my opinion, <laughs> I think Ultra <laughs> 2K is the best clear coat you can buy in a fucking rattle can. It's like $20 a can unless you, you can get it on Amazon and like a double can pack or something for cheaper. But you go to the store and you just buy one can. It's like $20 can. It can do your whole moped and like you can get multiple coats out of it. It's a two part. So you push a little button and it mixes together and you shake it up and then you have like 24 hours or whatever it says on the can to use it before it goes bad. And when your shit's done, it looks wet. Like you can do all the extra stages like, Oh, you do a layer and you can wet sand it and do like another layer that's wetter or you can just spray it and spray it again when it's dry and it comes out awesome. It hardens like a fucking automotive paint. Like and when your fucking bike starts chipping, it's going to be like chips are going to come off. You know, it's going to actually look like a solid paint job. It's sick. I completely agree. It's the fucking balls. Yeah. I definitely painted like lots of bikes with that stuff. And like, that's, and that's no matter how shitty your regular paint job was, you put that stuff on top of it and it looks awesome. You can take an old moped that's starting to look a little faded and like just clear coat it with that stuff, even over your decals and like, damn, brings your bike back to life. I've actually become quite the advocate for clear coating over decals. Yeah. Then they're in there. Dude. I it's think a part of the bike. Yeah. That's the way to go. Less chance of them fading, less chance of them getting fucked up, you know? Nice, dude. So, you made it, you made it, dude. You're down the 103 hole. Like, 
you know, that's, that's the end of the trip. You, 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 yeah. You're, you're going to finish this bike and you're going to finally like, be like, I'm done. I've, I've made it until like the next bug bites <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there'll definitely be more. I've got my eye on some stuff. I want one of those easy nineties. What is it? Those things are fucking sweet. Honda easy 90. It's like a variated, I don't even really know what you would call it. Look it up. It's fucking sweet. I was mostly attracted to it because of how it looks. It's super weird. Um, it's like, uh, it's like the club. A very, yeah, it's a cub, but yeah. it's the easy ninety cub. Yeah, I know you're. Talking uh, about. I'm, I'm really into that thing. I want one. Yeah. I want one. But you know, but everyone like, wants fucking four <laughs> grand for it. Yeah, I'm like, that's gonna you're gonna come out of pocket hard on that one, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. When and if you find one, like, if you want one in any decent condition, you're gonna have to pay a pretty penny. <laughs> It's like trying to buy them all the time. Buy a motor compo. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I see. I see the easy nineties for sale all the time around here, but they're yeah, like four, five thousand, and I'm like, yeah. I'll never pay that for this. Yeah. I'm never like, I like it, but I don't like it that much. I've never, I've never. If I'm gonna one spend four grand. I'm gonna build it myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're. I don't know why they're always in Connecticut. That's crazy. They're awesome little bikes, like, though. They're, they're like that's like I put them pretty high on that rare level too. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, how many of them could they have possibly made? Yeah, to survive from I, the fucking early nineties or whenever. <laughs> I saw someone with a uh, NS fifty. He posted an NS fifty up and said it. It was like mint condition and it was cool, and he wanted, you know, four thousand for it or whatever. But this was just the other day, and uh, it said one of 200 and i'm like no that's not right <laughs> like there's I've, no way I've there seen, was fucking 200 like, like i've seen way more of these or something like yeah that. <laughs> i'm like so there's 200 of these and you know 50 of them are in the moped community <laughs> i don't think that i don't think that's right yeah i've seen a lot of them i've seen very few of them that had the full fairing set like all the all the fairings like the bottom like motor cow and all that shit the but, scoop yeah like that part's sick mm-hmm. i know um Fucking the the homie Adolfo, he's in, in the daggers. Was like making like fiberglass, like no, he's making carbon fiber plastic replacements for the NS50. So I know like some oh, of those, some, cool. some of those fairings and stuff you can get like from him. He already had the bowls made and everything. Wow, that's sick. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted one of those for a really long time, and I've just come to the conclusion I'll probably never buy one. Yeah, same. Like I like when I first saw them, I was like, "Damn, this like fifty shifty Miami Vice looking bike is the coolest shit out here. Like it's so yeah. awesome looking." And like I rode one at like somewhere else. I was like Texas or something. I rode one. I was like, "Ah, uh. it was it wasn't anything crazy. I think it was just like stock or stock with a pipe or something." I was like, Ugh. "This isn't this isn't as much fun as I thought it would be for the amount of money I'd have to spend to get yeah. one." Yeah. I really love how they look. Then my, the homie Conan in South Carolina or whatever, he's got two of them and his are rippers. Like he like, I know and made the motor, you know, do all the things and like, yeah, you know, he's been in and out of them a bunch of times. So he knows everything about them. But yeah, at the same time, I'm like, damn, I'm still like I'm hard pressed to spend like a lot of money on a shifty 50 right now. Like, I know, I know he's a cool guy. I've talked to him quite a bit about them and, uh, uh, he does, he knows fucking everything about him. It's really cool. Like just to have that much knowledge about such an obscure thing. It's awesome. Uh, what's the, what's I, the other thing, the fucking, like the bigger, slightly bigger version, like the NS one NX 100 or something. 
uh, and that's one or something. Yeah, uh, dudes have them around here in Connecticut too. They're all over the place. Yeah, I was at some, we were somewhere and there's someone had the fucking the bigger the bigger ones like the, the motorcycle like 125 or whatever it is and it was like yeah that was there and a 50 was there and I was like damn like to have both of those in your garage would be like you know like I start getting I that know. weird thing where I wish I could just have like one of each bike that I loved and running operating <laughs> position bike condition like that was clean and perfect and it's like. Yeah, I know. I know it'll never happen. You know, I'd have to have like, oh, like what? What you got going on in the garage? Oh, nothing. You know, just 50, <laughs> just fifty grand worth of like bikes that I don't ride. Like, <laughs> yeah, fifty thousand dollars of very obscure, very obscure small displacement motorcycles running with all the go fast parts. It like that. Not gonna lie, it, it might cost more than nah. Fifty probably be a good call. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> like to think about it. Think, give it. Just take a second. Like. Think of all the bikes that you would, that you truly wish you could have like in your possession with like all the fucking bells and whistles you wanted. Like I'm, you know, maybe two grand a bike. Like unless you're being like you and stage sixteen every single bike, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you'd be hard pressed to go more than you know fifteen hundred thousand dollars, like you know, worth of parts in each one. So you can, dude. Have, like, I think I think you're right on the money. Fifty, sixty thousand. Yeah. For like, I would like, imagine. Yeah, and I, and I have a, I'd have a sick collection, dude. It'd be like, dang, like that was fire. Yeah. That one's fire. That one's fire. Like, and it's like, as long as they all <laughs> run, you know, I don't need to ride them. Like, that's just like, because at the time I had money like that to buy that many bikes that I didn't even ride, I'd be like an old ass man who just didn't ride anymore because I was too old. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like old man goals. Yeah, dude. You like, know, you have like, at that point, you might as well open a museum. Yeah, your grandson comes to the garage, looks at your bikes, like you don't let him touch yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, don't touch it. Hands off, whippersnapper. Yeah. You'll never ride it. Get yourself a pooch maxi. <laughs> Go ride your e-bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Grandpa, why are these, do these things still take gas? You're so old. <laughs> dude, e-bikes, ugh. I can't with that. But one day you will. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I lived in California very briefly, like at the when e-bikes first came out, mm-hmm. and I worked at a shop and fixed them, and like had so many batteries fucking blow up in my face. Oh my god! And dude, those things like I hate them. I kind of hate them. Like I get it, but I just have this like deep love for like gas and two stroke. And it's just like, I see the e-bikes and I'm just like, bro, no, like don't stop buying e-bikes. You, <laughs> you're just making it harder. No, yeah. no electric cars, no e-bikes, but yeah. I'm also biased cause I'm a mechanic. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I, I don't want one, but I do want one at the same time. Like me and Thomas have talked about like going half on one a couple of times. Like, damn dude, like let's just go half on a Saron. Then we have like a fucking little woods ripper. We can like share. <laughs> Yeah, like go. Up no, I'm just being a dick. Hit some fucking <laughs> mountain bike trails. Yeah, I'm just being. I'm just being a grumpy old man. Yeah, we're, we're, damn we're, kids we're, with their e-bikes. It's gonna catch up to us, dude. Like we're. I'm so, I know. It's already hard enough to try to convince people to ride anything. I'm like, come on, man. Like, come, come ride this like seven. Yeah, you know, I know. Thirty year old vehicle that you have to work on all the time. <laughs> hard sell. <laughs> You know what I will say though, um, for e-bikes, I do think it's cool that there are basically still mopeds 
Yeah. You know, they're making them, they're new. They're just not two stroke, which I mean, let's face it. You got to get with the times at some point, you know, mm-hmm. I can't deny that, but it just kind of makes me sad because I like them so much. But you know, if we're trying to stay positive here, it is really cool that they're still manufacturing mopeds. Yeah. I kind of think of it as they are mopeds. I kind of think of it as like a gateway drug. I'm like, dude, if you can like convince these people who are buying these new e-bikes to like come out on the moped rides, you're like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, well we're doing a ride. It's not a moped ride, but we do these rides every week. Like you bring, bring out your e-bike, come hang out with us. We'll take you for a ride and go have some fun. And then like, eventually they'd be like, well, I guess I'll buy one of these cheap mopeds just to see what it's like. Hooked. We got them. We got them. <laughs> yeah, right. Hook, line, and sinker. Here, ride this hobbit around the corner. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> she comes back with that, that shit grin. Like, yep, smile ride strikes again. I love moped smile. It's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, it never goes bad. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. So what's next, dude? Like, uh, you, I know you mopeded alone for a long time. Like, like, have you, and you've, been, you know, it sounds like you've hit, hit a couple of rallies. Are you like, are you hook, line, and sinker, like deep into like the moped culture now? You're gonna like try to hit everything and be like, you know, you're already in it. Like, there's no leaving now. Like, it's like, yeah, pyramid wheel, Instagram. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we're all like Instagram friends. We all know each other now. <laughs> I, um, I'm in it, dude. Yeah, I'm in it. Uh, I want, I, I, I love going to rallies. Um, the first one I ever went to was last year, actually. Like the first, it was, it was the first one. It was the one in Maine. Nice. And after that, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm like, I, I don't know why it took me years and years to actually do this. But now that I'm, now that I'm doing it and hanging out with people who like the same thing and, you know, enjoy motors, I've met some of the coolest fucking people. Uh, I've, in my whole life, probably just in the past few years on moped stuff. And, uh, I'm a hundred percent trying to make it to as much shit as possible. It's just, you know how it is. Like life happens, work happens. I gotta, I gotta make the money so I can keep building like absurd shit. <laughs> I call, I call, I call my job. Um, when I work overtime, I call it Pujo money. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Pujo time right now, guys. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm on Pujo time. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Pujo Sundays, we don't go to church. We go. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time like that, dude. Where it's just like, all right, dude, I I know for a fact that like this, uh, these paychecks have to go to this. You know, it's like <laughs> like the forty hours a week. Okay, that goes to bills. Like anything extra, yeah. like. <laughs> dude, I'm like I'm like a fiend for the overtime. All the overtime money goes to to moped shit. Nice. All of it. Like I worked like two months ago, I worked for three weeks straight with not a day off so that I could fucking build that one on three. That's <laughs> like, dedication, not a, dude. That's like, yeah, that's I, doing the things that a lot of people wouldn't be willing to do to like get the bike they want. Like, yeah. Like you can say all day, like, yeah, like, you know, these, the, these parts are expensive and like, we know they're expensive, but what are you doing? And like, Oh, like I don't want to build that bike because it costs us much money. Well, what are you doing to get the things you want? You know, if it's, just a couple extra hours of your time gets you the parts and the bike that you want to have, then why not? Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about it too, but you know, it's that not everybody. I mean, I, I don't have any, I don't have much else going on. Like I, I work and I'm do mopeds and, and I eat and I sleep. Like that's pretty much it, dude. Like 
all of my other hobbies have very much gone on the <laughs> back burner now. <laughs> yeah. Like everything else I used to enjoy is like, I don't enjoy that as much. Just, just for like the, for the graveyard, dude, like what, what, what were your old hobbies that, that, that fucking had to, had to bite the oh, dust? Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm a massive nerd. I played like heavy, heavy D and D and magic. I lost one of my best moped buds because he fell because he fell deeper in the D and D. They were like, "Damn it!" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, dude, I was... come back to me." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Magic the Gathering was like, oh, oh my god, I, I, dude, I used to go to like tournaments and play fucking like fifteen year old kids and yeah, shit. Dude, tap, tap that mana, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like. It was good. It was good. Also, like, massive uh, VHS collector. At my old house, I had, uh, my entire basement was, like, basically a blockbuster. Sick. Um, VHS, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of, like, horror movies and shit. Like, the Zero's Garage, they have, like, a bunch of VHS tapes. Uh, I know my homie Mike Beery from, from Black Black, like, when he was in Chicago, like, he had a whole wall of VHS tapes. So, it's, like... Yeah. yeah, old movies go hand in hand with my pets, dude. You gotta like like classics. <laughs> yeah, I kept a handful of them, but I sold like the majority of my collection just for moped parts. <laughs> like you're like you're like uh, paid off. You're like as, and then you turn around, and you look at the wall of your blown up kits, and you're like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> the replacement's not as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the worst. It's like, damn, like it, it it didn't cost that much money, but then you look at all the times you had to replace shit that broke. You're like, ah. This hole's deeper than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The burning desire of pistons. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, like I'm glad I got to spend some time talking to you. We fucking we hit two hours, so I'm like, ah, we gotta wrap this one up. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I didn't even realize it. I was having a nice time, dude. It flew by. I'm like, dude, we, there's so much more stuff that I knew we could that I know we could have got it into that we didn't even talk about yet. He's like, yeah, I know you hit like a rally. your first rally last year. Yeah. Like, I haven't talked about what rallies you've been to and like how they were, what the <laughs> rides were like, what your scenes like, how, like how the riding is. You're, you know, we we could we could fucking bring it back. You know, when you finish the 103, dude, we'll fucking have another one. <laughs> Hell yeah, man, I'm down 100. percent right. Um. What we got to do now is uh, we'll we'll have to meet at a rally at some point, dude. For sure, like I'll get out of your way. That East Coast connect, dude. We're in. I, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm gonna try and get out more towards you as well. Yeah, I know. We'll see what happens. You know, I think I'm trying to. I'm trying to hit Pittsburgh next month for for the uh, moped. Pittsburgh next month. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think that might be it for me for like the fucking the year, dude. Yeah, nah, not, I not much else on the it, on the calendar. Yeah, I'm going to um, Vermont. I mean, I know there's a few like little things around here that I'm going to be going to, but that's around here. Yeah, I know it's the same. But now that I got this van, dude, next year's my year. I got the van. I can fucking go wherever I want. It's gonna be sweet. That's it, dude. It's all about it's all about having a plan. <laughs> <laughs> it all revolves around two stroke. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you fucking the, the you know the the obsessions fucking paid off and like you know you you found your peace in it i know sometimes like people, we can go down this rabbit hole and you end up alone and you're just like oh like all i do is fix these stupid bikes and can burn you out but like to like talk to someone who's still like well interested in it like it's awesome like that's what i love 
you know, it's it's easy for us to get all to like go through times of like burnout and mopeds. Like, oh, like okay, like I'm tired of fixing broken bikes. Like this shit keeps breaking. Like this and that. Like this next project's taking too long. I don't, you know, I can't find the time to finish it. And you know, it's cool seeing like someone who's still super pumped on it and doing cool shit. Oh, dude, I'm jazzed. 100% in it. Love it. Nice. And we that's what we need, dude. We need to hear from each other. We we all need to hear from other people that are having a blast and interested, interested in these bikes and having fun with it because that keeps us yeah. keeps the rest of us interested. Like, I don't know how many times people have, like, reached out, you know, after listening to an episode and be like, yeah, dude, like, I needed that one. It got me back in the garage. Oh, that, that episode got me wrenching again. Like, you know, that's that shit's cool. That is cool, man. And you know, the the thing that I learned, I think in the past, you know, like couple of years where I've really started getting deep, deep into it is, um, I don't want to say networking, but just meeting, meeting people who, who are interested in the same thing and who are interested in sharing experiences and knowledge has been like almost more fun than the bikes themselves. Just because, you know, you're talking to someone who, who either knows more about you or wants to learn. And I love, you know, sharing info and, you know, saying what does and doesn't work for me and getting ideas from other people and trying new things. And it's just sick. Like it's so cool that there's a, just such a weird niche thing going on. It's like if you, you know, the only other place that probably do this stuff is like Indonesia <laughs> where they're building like wild ass shit. I don't know if you watch those races, but I do. Yeah. Barefoot fucking, so, yeah, those street, guys are straight street races with little kids dropping yeah. out of school. Sponsors living in fucking. I know, house dude. Just other scooter racers. It's weird. <laughs> we got to get one of those guys out to race King Snake. Oh, dude, they they would probably <laughs> crush it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> know, <laughs> those kids build like, wild bikes out there. <laughs> I know it's so cool. And they like and they got jockeys that weigh fucking seventy pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so sweet, dude. I love that shit. <laughs> Oh yeah. All right, dude. I'm fucking hop off, man. Um, thanks again for, for coming on the podcast. You want to tell everyone uh, where they can follow you on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, you can find me at pyramid. Whale wet, 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 wet is the, uh, wet, wet failed club <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> failed rally. Never but happened. Sorry. If, guys. <laughs> if I meet you at a rally, you get a wet, wet sticker though. That's for sure. Dang, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, cool. Later, bro. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye. That's another episode down, dude. Thank you guys for hanging out and listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got in the garage, fucking wrenched a little bit, drink you some of this liquid death. I'm still sipping, dude. This fucking, this, uh, this melon settled me down. I'm not in here, like, chugging sugary coke <laughs> but yeah dude um i appreciate you guys listening hopefully you get out and get to your ride this week uh shout out to everyone who made it to chicago rally look like a blast rip hot and ready's uh you guys held it down for chicago for years and you deserve fucking to enjoy your retirement club's not dead and i'm sure you guys are still you know if you're still gonna be around doing the fucking tuesday ride or whatever chicago's got going on out there um, shout out to the, to the new clubs in that area. Hopefully they hold it down, you know, keep the rallies going, you know, it's hard, you know, to be a moped club and like feel the weight. 
I, I, weight's relative, but you know, to feel the weight of like trying to like keep your scene going like that, that can be like an added pressure and kind of could take the fun away from a pets at times where you're like, ah, oh, I feel like if I'm not doing this, who else is going to do it? Like, I got to keep my scene like going or else it's going to kind of fade away. So it's always cool to see like new clubs come up. So if you're new to mopeds and you're new to riding and you got a buddy or two that want to get out and do the thing with you, like, and you aren't going to join one of the clubs in your area, don't be scared to fucking start a new one. And if I can do your own weekly ride and do your own thing and do your own wrench night and like help keep your areas moped scene alive. Cause it's, it's small. Like <laughs> no matter what city you're in, like there's, there's not a, not a lot of us, even the biggest scenes can fade down to a couple people if you let it, you know? So shout out to them. Shout out to everyone else who's out there doing the thing. Uh, national rallies coming up. Like zero rallies coming up. Moped's coming up. Moto GP East is coming up. So keep an eye out on the moped calendar on mopedarmy.com. And, you know, see the cool rallies that are happening and try to get out there and get involved. And if not, dude, fucking start saving your money up, working that overtime and, you know, build you a cool bike this winter. Get you a nice winter project going and come out next year fucking blazing guns. All right. I'm out of here. If you want to support the podcast, uh, you can purchase a shirt or hat or hoodie or whatever from mopedmonday.com. And yeah, that's it. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. Bye. So um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Your car. <laughs> I don't know, like touch a flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Good boy. Wah, wah, wah. You fucking blew it.